שלום, שלום. Hello. Alright, I had to translate that. I'll be completely transparent. I am not that good at reading anything other than English yet. Yes, if anybody wants uh, seat seats, if, if I mean, if you want me to shout you out, Brother Adam makes beautiful seat seats. Shalom, everybody. Yeah, if anyone wants seat seats, Lazar Wolf right there. Brother Adam, he makes beautiful seat seats. Which I actually, I don't know if I sent you a picture. I made a, a set, my very first set ever. It didn't turn out too bad, I don't think. I'll send you a picture in a minute. Or when I get off. Yeah. My Wi-Fi is messing up. I'm not TV, bro. Is my stuff working, guys? <laughs> I do not have good internet, by no means. What's up, Kush? What's up, Destiny? Okay, good. It just popped up something that said something about internet or connection or something. The other, yeah, my internet sucks. A lot of you guys in the chat know that. <laughs> um, yeah, I would add you. Um, which nah, I mean, I guess it's up to him. I got. Um, I'm waiting on somebody to uh, hop in, and me and him are both going to go uh, live together. I'm just waiting for him to get on. But, as Trevor said, you have the two little, the little uh, pink circle and the blue circle, where it says co-host or whatever. Yeah. 
Thanks for the likes, guys. <laughs> I'm waiting on Micah. As soon as he hops in here. I have no clue what the topic is concerning the topic of Trinity. How does it play out to your agency? Uh, yeah, agency. Plain and simple. Uh, all right, Micah, go live. And I'll send you a, I think that's how it works. Cause otherwise it'll just be you in here. I think, I believe. Like you'll pop up in the side. I think you have to go live and then I send you a co-host request and then we'll be like a dual video or whatever. And then I should be able to pop up. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna message you. Alright, bub. Yeah. Again, we haven't really decided on a topic. <laughs> We're just going to go with whatever. If you guys have any suggestions, feel free to drop them. And hang on. I do not remember trying to find <laughs> That's funny. That's why you have multiple. Duh. How the heck do you... There we go. I figured it out. Never mind. Try to make some moderators here. Just in case we need them. I sent... Are you still watching? Well, you're now a moderator. It may act unruly, for lack of a better word. And then Destiny, I'm gonna make you a moderator too. Actually, and Bo. Definitely Bo. <laughs>
wait a second. Ten puns in a pun contest to win, but no pun intended. Nice. Let's see what you did there. <coughs> Not yet. I had to follow him first. Oh. <laughs> All right. Now we got a handful of moderators up in here. Shalom, shalom. Yet again, we got no topics yet. <laughs> Apparently somebody uh, didn't get any pun in 10. Something. Shalom. Welcome, everybody. Still waiting on my car. Why? My phone picks the dumbest times to try to update stuff. <laughs> That's a good one, Kush. I'm waiting on Micah. I'm trying to see. Uh, it keeps jumping around. Is it freezing on your end? All right, is it good now? It's good, and then I hold on because it just came back on. I hate my Wi-Fi, guys. It's good. Is it? It's funny because I'm watching me and I'm watching. It's delayed. Yeah. Because I just heard myself talk. I may have to go outside and try to get, um. Wait. I think it's doing it. No, is it? That isn't. Is it cutting in and out? I feel like it's cutting in and out. Yeah. Is it good now? This ain't Wi-Fi. <laughs> I've been on uh, a list to get better Wi-Fi for like 
six months now. <laughs> and then it's like doing good. Hopefully. It's doing better. Uh, where they? It's cutting out. Nice. I guess I might go outside. That's the only other solution I got. Because that's the only place I can get. Is it working? Someone said it's working, I think. Yeah, too. Yeah, Tammy says she can see and hear you. And then Chosen Outlaws is working now, I think. I mean, is it live, though? Like, can you see my head moving right now? <laughs> I look stupid. I know I do. Well, my, like, so mine's delayed about 10, 15 seconds. I, I take, took it and refreshed my stuff. I probably do. Let Micah go live and get in the box with no picture. It just up. Uh, yeah. If that's what Micah wants to do, I'm I'm fine with that. But he told me to go live and wait on him. Does the internet work? Yo. Howdy. Hold on, I'm my headset. Is it working? Okay. Yeah. Not good. Hopefully it stays working. It's going faster. Faster? Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, good. Oh, crap. I'm going to have to go back out and come back in. Okay, hold on. All right. <laughs> there should be a way to do the co-host thing. I think, like, he has to go live and then... I sent him like a live request or something like that. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works. That way we can both be like side by side. That's how I'd rather do it. I've never done a co-host live thing. I've just always had people join. Am I freezing? I like this better. There we go. Good deal. Let me see if I can try this real quick. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you. Okay, cool. Wow, I'm surprised my internet <laughs> didn't go out and me walking that far away from my house. <laughs> but I for sure was going to. Okay. I think, I think mine, is it freezing? Yeah. I want LT. Am I good? Okay. 
Just make it sure. Yeah, it keeps popping up. A, yeah, it keeps popping up a message saying something about connection. It says I can uh, challenge you to a match. I don't want to challenge you to a match, man. <laughs> That's what it says. It said invite the host to a match. <laughs> I am good on that. <laughs> Man, you got a tripod? Yeah, sorry, I was running around looking for my headset. Okay. You're good. Now I got this little thing. I got this little thing I'm about to put on. It's kind of like a tripod. I'll see how it works. I got like three tripods. I, I carry one around with me. Come on. There we go. Ooh. There's a there's a question. I don't know, is that light too? It illuminates like you. That's for it's sure. Blind, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. I'll put it over here. Get myself all set up. Now I have one. My kids That's better. lost it. So. I got I got one around here somewhere. Yeah, I'm sit- it's sitting on one right now, and then I got another one somewhere else. And another one in my car. I carry one with me everywhere I go. Yeah. Never know. <laughs> Never know. Alright. So. I don't know. Are we supposed to, uh. Hold on. Are you able to see the comments at all? I can. can. I think you'll only see comments on if they join your live. I think that's how it works. I'm not 100% positive. Okay. Like, do you see any comments? Alright. I mean, I see some. Just one person. So... Like I can't see no one else. Do you see? Do you see Tammy's? I I can't see Bo or none. No. You sure you don't want to just do the live? You do the live and I come to yours. You can if you want to. I just figured it would be better for like both of us to be side by side. Yeah. Let's. Nah. I really don't care. I'm just here to talk the word. Here, let me come to yours. I want to be able to see everyone. All right. (laughs) I'm in my live And then come back TikTok's done an update (laughs) last time I went live (laughs) That's been a little bit for me too Alright He'll be right back guys Alright he's back Alright Alright Anyways, so what do you guys want to talk about? Anybody got a subject yet? Or we're just going to start reading. Bring the subject. Bring the, we can start with Matthew 5. Matthew 5? Oh, we're going to Matthew 5 already. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I like Matthew 5, man. 
tell you what, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the Aramaic. After, oh, yeah, okay. uh, Destiny threw some ideas in the chat too. In the messenger. Shalom, everyone. So, yeah, now I can see everybody. See Brenda, Miss Brenda, what's yep. up, Miss Brenda, Miss Tammy, Destiny. How are y'all doing? Oh man, that table's not meant to hold that up. Okay. Duly noted. <laughs> table just cried at me. Had my water cooler <laughs> on there. Had all my my Bibles on there. It's like, you, you can't do this, bro. You can't do this. Not today. I wonder if I have, I think I have some notes. I'll have some notes on Matthew 5. I got, um, some commentary. Yes, we do. Does the Air America have, um, any, uh, commentary on there? It's gonna be backwards, but yeah. All that down there. Oh, sweet. That's pretty yep. cool. Man, so I got a $400 Bible for 25 cents. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's a little, I mean, it's got some, like, chewing looking like on it, but I'm not complaining. The text itself so reads. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yes, sir. Okay. You, uh, care to take a guess which verse I'd like to start in? <laughs> Well, we might as well start in the beginning. Yeah, we might as well start in the beginning. Yep. And we'll just go from there. Would you like to say a prayer or anything first, Dustin? You can say a prayer. Okay. <laughs> I always get called out. All right. Okay. All right. Heavenly Father, Yahweh, thank you for letting us be able to gather here tonight and be able to read through your word. Father, we pray that you just give us guidance um, through your scriptures tonight. And pray that you reveal some new things to us. And we thank all these things. Your son, Yeshua's name, we pray to the Heavenly Father, Yahweh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Israel. Amen. Amen. Okay. Alright, so you're going to read out the Aramaic version, right? Uh, yeah. We'll follow along. I'm interested to see this. Then, you ready? Mm -hmm. All right. And when the crowd saw Yeshua, he went up the mountain. And when he sat, his disciples drew near to him. And he opened his mouth and was teaching them and said, Blessed are they who are poor in spirit, because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who are mourning, because they will be comforted. Blessed are they who are meek, because they will inherit the earth. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, because they will be satisfied. Blessed are they who are merciful, because mercies will be upon them. And I'm getting, there's like Where literally, huh? Where we at? Where we at? We're in Matthew 5. Oh, um, Matthew 5. Verse, you were just about to get verse uh, 7 is your next verse. 
Yeah. I've got like all these direct references here too. So that's awesome. I don't think I don't think I've seen any other Bible give like it directly like gives references to where he's talking from. Yes. So mine has Psalms fifty one seventeen, Isaiah fifty seven fifteen, Luke six twenty, Isaiah sixty one two through three, Psalms thirty seven eleven, Isaiah eleven four, Isaiah sixty five thirteen, Psalms forty one one, Matthew six fourteen, Psalms fifty one, first John three two through three, Hebrews twelve fourteen, and Luke six twenty two through twenty three. I've got Isaiah, Zephaniah, Psalm, Isaiah, Psalm, 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 mainly Psalms and Isaiah, and then Second Samuel. <laughs> you know, also the um, what you call it, right here the um, RSV has it too. Yeah. So I tell you, what, let's do this, man. It. Let's let's have some fun. With it. Let's go slow through this and just pick it apart slowly. Um. Let's start with invert the. Let's go through the first references we have. Um, All right. So what's, my first is, um, I reckon it'd be f- verse three, which is uh, I got two. It says, oh well, no, the one is, uh, yeah, blessed just means literally is it is goodness towards you, and then the second reference or the first reference. Is Isaiah fifty-seven fifteen? I'll let you do that because this this is only New Testament, so you'll have to read that. You want me to Septuagint? I get real fun with it. Uh, yeah. Okay. How about one of us pull the Septuagint and one of us pull out the Masoretic? Let's do that. All right, you do you do Septuagint, I do Masoretic. Okay. Maybe we can find some interesting stuff in that here. Yeah, um, so right now, also, my, the, the RSB dude has about, so that verse right there, it has uh, reference to Isaiah 66 too after that too, so I'll check out that next. Yeah, that's what mine says too. Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, let's see here. Sorry, I'm trying to get used to this. Centurion is just. Okay. Isaiah 57, what? 15. Why don't you read the Masoretic first on, on this? All right, so I got, uh, for thus declares the high and exalted one who dwells forever, whose name is set apart. I dwell in the high and set apart place with him who has a bruised and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the bruised ones. So I guess we could say that this is speaking of um, future tense. After. Yeah. 
This would be for like the kingdom. I would say, right? I would say. Seven fifteen. This is from that page. I can't find it here. Man. I just think it's funny how many references there are back to the Tanakh in just this teaching. Right? Numbers. Yeah, it goes back <laughs> to so I got, I that one, another one. A lot of Psalms, of course. Um, yeah. I mean, tons, tons of stuff that looks back. I don't know why I can't find it. Man. I'm having a hard time finding it. Let me see if I can find it. Which one do you have? You got the Brenton, don't you? Brenton, yeah. Yeah. It's a little, mine actually has like. Does yours have the Greek in it? No. Mine has the Greek writing and throughout the middle of it. Then it has on the outside, outside the, the English. It should be L X I I fifty seven. And mine is not Did yours have the like the text next to it where it states what the chapter's talking about? Nope. I was gonna no, say if not. so then it look for wrath against idolatries. This was next to it for me. Or comfort after distress. And yours is in Isaiah fifty-seven fifteen. Yep. See, I can't find the fifteen, dude. There's not even like a fifteen for fifty-seven here. You need to get this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, they should all be the same, but mine just reads easy. The only thing I had to figure out was. How it was laid out, because it's not laid out like the 50, uh, 66 canon. No. And. Try to throw them on 757. So go ahead and read your 5715 there. How about I do this? The first line is Look how the righteous has perished. Found that. Found that. That's Isaiah 57. Uh, dude, I don't, I don't think there is a, um, a 57 in there? I don't think there's a 15 in here. Oh, a verse 15? There's not a verse 15 in here. That's strange. I got yeah. one, but yeah. Can you may read it. Yeah, read it because I, I don't have one here. Alright. Uh, Sertugin says, This is what the Most High among the heights says, who, inhabited, who inhabits eternity. Holy among the holy places is his name, Most High in the holy places, who gives rest and endurance to the faint hearted and life to those with a crushed heart. Which lines up perfectly. 
Yep. Blessed are they who are poor in spirit. Poor in spirit. Crushed heart, poor in spirit. And then you got 66 too. 66 too. I'm going to have to look in more and why this doesn't have verse 15 in it. So I'm curious. It's probably. Does it actually lay out verses in there? Um, no. It's like all, it, it's weird, dude, like the way it runs in here, in this one. Isaiah 66 is good anyhow. <laughs> that's a that's a good chapter. chapter a lot of people try to say this is I've heard people try to say this is not about the future he said Isaiah 66 too yeah because for all these things are mine saith the Lord and to whom will I re respect but to the humble and the meek and the man that trembles at my words And who is his living word? Mm -hmm. Wheat and tears is always a great topic. I agree. Yep. <laughs> That's a good topic. Um, Did you have any more references for that one? They're just those two. And then, uh, blessed are they who are mourning, because they will be comforted. That's verse 4. And the reference I have there is Isaiah 61, 2, and Isaiah 66, 10 through 13. Mm-hmm. What I say? That's all I have right there. I'll read... I'll, I'll... All the other ones I have are all um, New Testament references now. Yeah. All right, so Isaiah 61, 2 says, To proclaim the acceptable year of Yahuwah and the day of vengeance of our Elohim to comfort all who mourn. Yeah. That's exactly what it says there. It's almost like uh, he came to fulfill the uh, poor and the prophets. Right. <laughs> See, mom says he said sixty-six. I mean, sixty-two. What? What was that again? Sixty-one-two. Sixty-one-two. Yeah. Yeah. Mom says I believe it's right here. Yeah. Yeah. This right says um to declare. 
the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of my confidence to comfort all that mourn. That they shall be given to them that mourn in Zion glory instead of ashes, the oil of joy to the mourners. And we know that Zion's talking about uh, New Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Or Zion is New Jerusalem. And your, and your lampstand's main pool. So. Um, then I have 66, 10 through 13, which is. Uh, rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad with her, all you who love her. Rejoice greatly with her, all you who mourn for her, so that you feed and shall be satisfied with the breast of her comforts, so that you drink deeply and shall delight yourselves in her overflowing esteem. For thus said Yahweh, See, I am extending peace to her like a river, and the esteem of the nations like a flowing stream, and you shall feed, you shall be carried on the side, and be fondled on her knees." As one whom is his mother comforts, so I comfort you. And in Jerusalem, you are comforted. So yeah, going back to the comfort. Because yeah. they will be comforted. Amen to that. I wonder what said too. It says, okay. Rejoice, O Jerusalem, and all ye that love her, holding her general assembly, rejoice greatly with her, all that know now mourn over her, that ye may suck and be satisfied with the breast of her consolation, that ye may milk out and delight yourselves with the influx of her glory. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I have turned toward them as a river of peace, and as a torment bringing upon them, and as a flood shall be borne upon the shoulders and comforted, on the knees, as if his mother should comfort one, so will I also comfort you, and ye shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. That's where that's our hope. That's our hope right there. Uh, verse five. Blessed are they who are meek, because they will inherit the earth. Is Psalm thirty-seven eleven. And one forty nine four. So you going to Psalm thirty seven eleven? Yeah, I'll do thirty seven eleven and you can read one forty nine four. Are you reading out the sub- your subdivision? I can. All right, let me do that. You want me to? Nah, it's all right. I'll just care if you were. <laughs> That's what I thought. I didn't know if you were or not. I'm reading out of the TS 2009 for my references, and then for everyone just joining, the Aramaic New Testament for Matthew 5. You said bring topics. How about the tree of knowledge and good knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life? Yeah. Um, right now we're reading Matthew 5 and going over references, just further proving that uh, Yeshua, Jesus, um, definitely came to fulfill the Torah and the Prophets, which it's it's funny that literally everything he's saying right now ties back to the Tanakh. And I don't know that people realize that. And we know that this leads up to a very 
powerful statement that everybody tries to use. Uh, when I say they twist to say that uh, we're not supposed to keep the Father's commands anymore or we're not obligated to or however you want to state that. But, yeah, so that's why we're in Matthew 5. Um, right now, Psalms 37.11, which is the reference for uh, Matthew 5.5. 5. And it is, but the meek ones shall inherit the earth. And delight themselves in plenty of peace. Amen. Amen and then you got 149 4. 149.4. I'm trying to find this. Sorry. You're fine. I haven't done my stuff digital all the time, dude. Like this. I'm just flipping through it. Oh, man. We're getting to those high room Now I'm getting messed up. <laughs> Uh, okay, all right. So one forty nine four. I think I got it right here. You know what? Welcome back, Adam. For tonight, I think I'm gonna do the subdude. I'm not the rip match, right? Oh my gosh, I gotta get. I need to get another subdude where it's a little bit easier to read. You need to get the Lexum. I really do. I thoroughly Seth, enjoy. Brenton's got really good stuff. It's just it's hard find stuff in there, you know, like on the spot. Either that or one day when you're bored, get you a uh, piece of paper and go online and see if they have like an index and print it out. Yeah. One of the two. It's weird right. because, sorry, I'll have to show you. Every camera, like it's, it's like really the way it's set up, like it all runs together and nothing's like labeled at all. On dead duty, I understand that. <laughs> well, the bugs are now being aggressive. Of course. They're being aggressive? Yeah, smacking me left out of the head. <laughs> June That's bugs. nice. Alright, so it's on. Alright, got like four. Uh, yes, sir. For Yahweh takes pleasure in his people, he adorns the humble with salvation. Let the godly celebrate and triumph, triumphal glory. Let them sh um, shout for joy on their beds. Amen to that. Adorns the humble Absolutely. with salvation. Salvation comes through Yeshua alone. Amen. And then... Uh... Yeah, it'd be number six. So blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness because they will be satisfied. And I've got this, this is interesting. Uh, Zephaniah 2 3. And then Psalms 11 3 and 7. I will go Zephaniah and since you're still in Psalms. I'm going to go to Psalms 1. What was the other Psalms you just read off? Uh, it's 11, 3, and 7. Or 3 through 7. 11 through 7. And now, I get to find Zephaniah. <laughs> it's, it's somewhere in here. Uh, 11, 3 through 7. Um, actually. It says, yes, sir. when the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is, is I mean, the Lord in his holy temple. 
The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes watch. He examines everyone. The Lord examines the righteous and the wicked. He hates the lover of violence. He will rain burning coals and sulfur on the wicked, and scorching wind will be their portion. For the Lord is righteous. He loves righteous deeds. The upright will see his face. Ooh. Oh, that's interesting. They'll see his face. So the upright will finally get to see his face, just like the Messiah got to present himself before the Lord because he was blameless. Amen. What what is righteousness? What is righteousness? Hold what on. is righteousness? Still chapter. I will go read it for you, sir. Aha. Right. We'll just read first John three. Um Four. Everyone who commits sin also breaks the law. Sin is the breaking of law. You know that he was revealed so that he might take away sins, and there is no sin in him. Everyone who remains in him does not sin. Everyone who sins has not seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who commits sin of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God has revealed, was revealed for this purpose, to destroy the devil's work. Everyone who has been born of God does not sin, because his seed remain, his, his seed remains in him. He is not able to sin, because he has been born of God. This is how God's children and the devil's children are made evident. Amen. Righteousness is walking upright. And then we can go As, uh, to find that further. Um, I can go here. Hold on. Where you going? Okay, I heard it. Yeah, that's where I was going to go. <laughs> you beat me to it. I mean, I beat you to it. All right. Uh, yeah. Luke. Luke 1, 5, I'll start at 5. In the days of Herod of Judah, there was a priest of Abijah's, I'll probably butcher that division, named Zechariah. His wife was from the daughters of Aaron. Her name was Elizabeth. Both were righteous in God's sight, living without blame according to all the commands and requirements of the Lord. But they had no children because Elizabeth could not conceive, and both of them were, were well along in years. So it says right there, both were righteous in God's sight, living without blame according to the commands and requirements of the Lord. So they were righteous. They were righteous. So it's safe to say that righteousness is blamelessly walking in all the commands of the Father? I would say so. <laughs> say so. All right. And we're righteous. So... We do as, if, if we have the Messiah in us, and if we have the seed of Abraham in us, then... Yes, we should be righteous before the Lord, walking blameless in all the commandments. 
Now, does that mean we're going to do it perfectly? Absolutely not. That's why we have an advocate on our behalf. So, a high priest. Yep. As it states, which everybody likes to use that to prove that we don't have to follow the commands of the Father, but everybody likes to say, oh, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You're absolutely right. That doesn't mean that you don't keep trying. You don't just give up. You know, if, uh, right. say, say, for example, say you're playing a poker game, just because you lose one hand, you're not just going to stop. I mean, you probably should because you probably lose all your money. But anyways, you get the point. You're going to keep playing until you win, you know, or riding a bike. Let's use that as an analogy. You, once you fall off, you're not just going to give up. You're going to get back on that bike and you're going to keep riding that bike until you conquer it. Amen. Amen. Um, so I've got, yeah, Zephaniah 2 and 3, and it says, Seek Yahuwah, all you meek ones of the earth who have done his right rulings. Seek righteousness, seek meekness. If so, yeah, if so be that you are hidden in the day of wrath of Yahuwah. Ooh. Ooh. Amen. If Mama says okay, you can have it. You gotta ask Mama. And then I... Um, Isaiah 66, 11 and 12, which we already read, but we'll read it again because it says Isaiah that it goes with this as well. Yeah. The whole chapter goes with it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I will read this real quick while you're getting that. Um... It's um, Psalms 126, 5-6. says, Those who sow um, in tears will reap with shouts of joy. I mean, with tears, I'm sorry. Sow in tears will reap with shouts of joy. So one goes along weeping, carrying the bag of seed. He will surely come back with shouts of joy, carrying his sheaves. With tears, sorry, then you say tears, but um, because they'd be waving the sheaves, yeah. Anyways, that was one of the references I had from here. It's an RSV, nice. Um, I guess this guy's making a second comment, but he said that. Essentially, the Judaizers were Jewish Christians who were saying that Gentile Christians something. First of all, there's no such thing as a Gentile Christian. To be a Gentile means you are a non-believer. You, you're a heathen, a pagan. You're considered the nations, people who don't ascribe to. Yeah, the Goyim. The you, you, basically, you don't believe in the Most High. You don't follow the Most High. So that's an oxymoron. The grafted back into the commonwealth of Israel. Um, our salvation is in the Messiah, Yeshua. That um, we should follow after him. That's the, what he just said, Adam. We're essentially breaking down uh, Matthew 5 right now. I've got the Aramaic English New, Text, uh, New Testament. And I've got like a bunch of cross-references from the Tanakh. And that's what we're basically doing. We're reading line by line and going back to the Tanakh and showing where he was quoting 
the Tanakh. Which, you know, again, draws into Matthew 5, 17 and 18, which you're familiar with. <laughs> um, you got 60, or did you already read 66 and 11? Nope, I did not. Sorry, sir. Isaiah 66, right. 11. Yep. Were you find a lot of those references in the ISR? No. This is actually, which I'm curious now what uh, ISR says. This is actually the Aramaic. I've never read Matthew 5 from it, so. Isaiah 66, 11. Why not? So that you may nurse and be satisfied from her company and breasts and drink deeply and delight yourself from the glorious breasts. Amen. That's, I mean, <clears throat> he's telling us it's what we we're going to inherit. These are the things that we will inherit the kingdom, New Jerusalem. Yep. It says back to the scripture it says, um, Blessed are they that mourn. For they shall be comforted. The ISR, by the way, has a few of what this one has, but this one definitely has a lot more. So, yeah. I'm actually thrilled with that. Yeshua quotes a lot from there, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um,. And then we're at, yeah, verse 7. So, blessed are they who are merciful because mercies will be upon them. And I've got, what is that, 52? So, Psalms 18, 25 and 2 Samuel 22 and 26. That's an interesting reference. Which one you want? You want Psalms? Psalms, what was it? 1825. And then I'll go Second Samuel. 1825, it says, With the faithful you prove yourself faithful. With the blameless men, you prove yourself blameless. With the pure, you prove yourself pure. But with the crooked, you prove yourself shrewd. Alright. And then I've got oh, 2 Samuel 22 and 26. And it says, With the lovingly committed ones, you show yourself lovingly committed. With the perfect one, you show yourself perfect. With the clean, you show yourself clean. And with the crooked, you show yourself twisted. I've got numbers 12.3. It says, Moses okay. was a very humble man, more so any, than any man on the face of the earth. Hmm. He's very humble and very patient. I think he definitely would have had to have been patient to deal with all those people. Right. <laughs> right 
about that, bro. The father called him stiff-necked people, and, and Moses was sitting there being patient with him. I'm going to say he's probably pretty patient. <laughs> yeah, right? The Proverbs um, 10.30 says, The righteous will never be shaken, but the wicked will not remain on the earth. Hmm. Amen. And she will be wiped out from existence. What is it he says? Depart from me, all you who work lawlessness. I never knew you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wickedness and lawlessness go hand in hand. That's right. Um, okay, so now I'm at... Yeah. So, blessed are they who are pure in their hearts. Because they will see Elohim. And that is Psalms. There's actually three references in Psalms. <laughs> There's 24 4, 51 10, and 15 1 through 2. Right, hold on, I want to read this real quick. I'm curious Go ahead. from that last verse. I had one more. On Revelation 5 10. Mm. It says, You made them a kingdom and priest to our God. And they will reign on the earth. That's right. They will reign on the earth. Priesthood. The little priesthood. Okay. You said Psalms 24.4? Uh, yeah. Man, I'll do 51.10. Hmm. All ears look in the side. Amen. Amen. That's my hanging. Amen. Is that? Psalms 24.4. Welcome to everybody that's joining. We're in uh, Matthew 5 doing craft cross-references. Shalom, everyone. We're just kind of, I guess, y'all just going along with us studying. Hanging yeah. out. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what we're doing. Might as well study from the people so they can hear it too. Yeah. Alright, it says, uh, Psalms 24.4, the one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not set his mind on what is false, and who has not sworn deceitfully. Mm-hmm. Clean hands and a pure heart. Means he is wiped Not clean, clean of all sin. Okay. It kind of takes me back to think about the temple, how they had to cleanse themselves before they would go into the temple. You know, it's the same thing before you go into the Holy of Holies with the New Jerusalem, you have to cleanse yourself. Not only in the physical sense, but you cleanse yourself in the spiritual sense. As far as cleansing your heart, your mind, washing your mind and your heart, and scrubbing those things clean. Yeah. Now if we can get Dustin to get, what? Oh, back to Isaiah. Yeah, I know. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I got off early today, but me and Mike have been talking about doing a lot for a little bit, so... 
<laughs> we just thought to do this. I'll get back to it. I've got, I still have a bookmark where I'm at. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, we could pick that up one night, too. Yeah, but, um, absolutely. What was the other verse? I got, everybody? All right, so I've got um, 51 and 10, and that says, Create in me a clean heart, O Elohim, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And then Psalms 15.1. Circumcised heart, anyone? I think a lot of people would get the, the bad notion about, you know, us trying to keep the law that we know that the law does not save us, that we know that we know where our salvation comes from, but yeah. what happens after you found salvation? Do you, you let your salvation go and just kind of like, ah, I don't have to take care of it no more. I'm there. I'm good. But what you I give your father your best and do your best day in, day out? I look at it like this, you know, you got your parents, you want to please them, you know, you don't want to, you want to honor your parents, and how do you honor your parents? But when you go out to other people, like say when you're a little kid, you would go to their house, right? You go to someone else's house, and the way you acted would either, you know, you would dishonor your parents by acting a fool, or you would honor your parents by being yes ma'am, yes sir, or doing the right thing by doing right and upholding the right. So that's kind of the way I look at it. You know, I, I just want to please the Father, and I want to honor him and the Messiah. And the way I know to do that is by the law that he put forth to do. So, and that's the reason why I do it today. It's out of love. It's not out of, uh, you know, I have to do this, which I believe we all man should do this because there's one law for all man. But in the same sense, I believe that we're supposed to do this out of the kindness of our hearts where we have been circumcised in the heart before we can be circumcised in the flesh once we have circumcised our heart now we can die to our flesh and we can start to circumcise our flesh daily you know we can start to do these things you know until then what good is your circumcision if you're not circumcised in the heart amen so that's like i, I so i immediately thought of paul where he says, shall we sin all the more that grace may abound? No, God forbid. And we know that, again, you know, First John 3, 4, as well as many other places, it states that sin is transgression of Torah. So the way that, and, and it's funny because people say, oh, you know, you don't have to keep that Torah stuff and all that. But what it is, is it's, it's literally like when you're reading the Torah, it's like looking in a mirror. You can see your imperfections and you know that, hey, I, you know, I, I've got a zit here. I got to clean this, or you know, whatever. And you see these issues. You know, oh well, I I'm not doing this, and this is what it says to do. Therefore, you can pull out that sin and put on that righteousness. You know, you you learn and learn to walk it out the same way that Yeshua did, the same exact way that Yeshua did, because that's what he was was the Torah made flesh. Amen. This. Amen. The father strips, this is my son, whom I delight. Why? Because he was being completely obedient to him. That's the same way that any earthly father would look at their son when, it, when, when they see their son doing the things that he told his kids to do. This is my son, in whom I delight. 
It's exactly the same thing. And we should all be striving to be like Yeshua, and we want all the Father to say, we want to say, this is my son or daughter that I delight. You know, we want that same uh, acceptance. So, soldier of Christ, you're absolutely right. Jesus nailed, he nailed our death sentence under the law to the cross. That's what he did. Okay? And yes, we are absolutely saved by grace through faith. Amen. Faith in Yeshua, that his salvation, or that our salvation comes from him. Amen. And, but that doesn't um, mean that... Yeah, and uh, as a soldier of Christ, yeah, we never ever claim to be saved through the Torah. We know that that doesn't save us, that our salvation does come through the Messiah. And now yeah. we're just trying to walk it out and with a good heart and a clean heart. We're not trying to do it for self-righteousness or to do it just as a checklist. We do it out of love for the Father, and we would never do it in any other way. And as your comment says right there, uh, I'm I'm going to argue that that's false. The minute I got saved, the the Torah was not written on my heart. I still had to go and seek it out. I still had to go and read it. <laughs> yeah, that's um, bro, um, that's I don't know if brother or sister. Um, I would I would say like this. Um, so I can actually go there real quick. Hebrews eight. Yeah. I don't want to misquote anything here. I'll go to Jeremiah. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. And then you can also pull up Ezekiel 37. Yep. I'll get that next. Um, and there's also, I think it's Second uh, Corinthians something. I'll have to go find it. I haven't looked at this in a little while. Hebrews 8 or 7, I can't remember. Amen, Crazy Diamond. Amen. Um, it's Josh. Uh, no. <laughs> Alright, so I'm going to read this right here. Um, uh, Soldier of Christ. So this is Hebrews 8, 7. I'm going to read all the way to 13. It says... For if the first covenant had been faultless, right, there would have been no occasion for a second one. All right, so right there, it says if the covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion for the second one. And most people would stop right there and see that there was fault in the first covenant. Well, we know that the Father's law is perfect in every single type of way. Let's go to the next verse. It says, but finding fault with his people, he says. So... The covenant wasn't found fault with the, the rule itself. It was found with the people because they did wrong. So the covenant was broken by once again. So basically, God set this contract before the people. And the people all agreed at Mount Sinai, we will do this. So they made the agreement. Yeah. They made the covenant with him. It's just an agreement. We will do this. And he said, okay. So... What happened after that was they broke the covenant. They fell short. Right? So now, this is where all this other stuff had to take place. So let's continue to read. Look, the days uh, I want to interject. Little... Okay. Go ahead. I was going to say that it, it's it's funny because, so after the uh, 40 years, uh, everybody always quotes 
from Joshua where it says, uh, choose this day whom you shall, whom you will serve. Uh, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. That is literally a tie back to that covenant. So when you profess this day, I will serve the Lord. You are literally saying I am in this covenant with the father and I will keep his commands, laws and statutes exactly how he told us to. So but continue on. All right, it says, look, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant. Now, let's key word. We're letting Scripture speak for itself. Look, the days are coming. Okay, so he said the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Now, case in point right here, he didn't say with the Gentiles. He said with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. All right, now, this is not our words. This is, this is Paul's words, okay? Now, not like the covenant that I made with their ancestors on the day that I took them their hands to lead them out of the land of Egypt. All right, so he's saying not like the one that he made in the game, but let's continue to read. I disregarded them, and it says the Lord, because they did not continue in my covenant. They broke his covenant. But this covenant that I will make with the house of Israel, after those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws. Okay? What laws? Yahweh's laws, right? Now, this is something that you'd have to show. Where did the laws change? Because he said he's going to put his laws in their heart. Now, if the laws, that, if you're saying that the laws are already all in our hearts, that's completely written on our hearts, then you have already are in covenant with the law then. Then you should be abiding by the law at this point. Um, into their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And each person will not teach his fellow citizen. Now let's stop right there. We are still all learning today. People do not know the Lord. There's not a lot of people that know the Lord today. So therefore, yeah. we're still teaching today. And each his brother saying, know the Lord right there. We're still saying, do you know the Lord? Have you heard the testimony of the Messiah? Have you heard these things? You know, we're still out there preaching this to people, okay? Uh, because they will all know me from the least to the greatest of them. So all will know. All will know. And for I will be merciful to their wrongdoing, and I will still, and I will never again remember their sins. Now, we still have sin today. So he has not yeah. judged us according to our sin. Judgment has not come yet. By saying a new covenant, he has declared that the first is old. And what is old is aging about. Key word. Now, we can't change the definitional words here. About to disappear. So even Paul himself did not claim yeah. that the new covenant was in the fullness of the full effect. Now. We do know that we've been given a down payment, a down payment yeah. of the Spirit. The Comforter was sent to us, right? But you go ahead and read yours first there, brother. Um, we'll get in that in a second. What, Jeremiah 31? Uh, yeah, go read Jeremiah 31, 31 through 40, tell him, and yeah. write that down a little bit. And this is, again, this is directly where Hebrews 8 comes from. And it says again, see the days are coming, declares Yahuwah, when I shall make a renewed covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. This is the same um, 
I like who was I think it was Mary was reading the Sefer earlier where it says I will cut an agreement with them and that's literally what you know that's exactly what it is he's making a deal you guys do this and I will do this okay and that's why it says that it is constituted on better terms meaning that even though we might sin or break a command we are not under that penalty of it because Yeshua has taken that sin from us. Okay? But that doesn't take that doesn't come into effect until we are standing before the judge. We still have to diligently guard ourselves to do these commands, to keep ourselves spotless and blameless. And that is literally a Hebraic euphemism, which means to follow the Torah. <laughs> but anyways, uh not like the covenant I made with their fathers in the day when I strengthened, which that means took them by the hand, uh, strengthened their hand to bring them out of the land of Mitzrayim. My covenant, which they broke, they broke it, not the father, though I was a husband to them, declares Yahuwah. For this is the covenant I shall make with the house of Israel after those days, declares Yahuwah. I shall put my Torah in their inward parts and write it on their hearts, and I shall be their Elohim, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall they teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother, saying, No, Yahuwah, for they all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, declares Yahuwah, for I shall forgive their crookedness and remember their sin no more. And then, yeah, do you want me to, yeah, actually, I'll keep reading, because yeah, uh, read thus says Yahuwah. Yeah. yeah, thus says Yahuwah, who gives the sun for a light by day, and the laws of the moon and the stars for a light by night, who stirs up the sea and its waves roar. Yahuwah of hosts is his name. If these laws vanish from before me, declares Yahuwah, then the seed of Israel shall also cease from being a nation before me forever. Thus said Yahuwah, if the heavens above could be measured, and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, I would also cast off all the seed of Israel for all that they have done, declares Yahuwah. And we know that he's not saying all that they have done like they did the Torah. They were not doing it. And I also didn't have the right heart set. They were just like, yeah, I might do this today. I might not. I like that other false god over there. I'm going to go see what he has to offer. Even though they literally had Moses with the power of Yahuwah instructed through him, doing all these incredible things, parting the sea for crying out loud, and they still decided to walk contrary to his laws. Because they're dumb. Forgive my language. <laughs> he, um, See, the he days are coming. Go ahead. He said you want to ask a question. Oh. He said if you could guess them. Yeah, hop on here. I'll give another. I'll give you another verse too, brother. Once you get on here, we go check out too. Um, kind of explain this a little better. But. Hey guys, how you doing? Oh, How's how it going, doing, man? Good. Um, I'm not here to troll or go after the specific, you know, stance you guys have. I just try to learn from all the different perspectives because we know that there's so many different stances these days. Um, something I'm wondering in my misunderstanding from y'all's just keep, if you could keep, let's speak in layman's terms as good as we can with like a short answer. Cause I mean, I know the scriptures, you guys know it, but maybe we have different stances or, 
you know, um, articulation of it. So when you guys say the Torah, you're talking about the first five books or are you talking about the law in general that was delivered? Okay. And the second question would be, are you also talking about the practices? Because wasn't that part of the law? So I, my articulation would be if somebody's following the law, if the law, it like maybe the book of Galatians might be the place I would say where the conversation could be is like, is that something that you guys are keeping? Like, are we talking about the commandments? Or are we talking about the laws that God has put on our heart? Like you meaning by obedience? Because yes, after we come to faith as a Christian, a lot of Christians just think, you know, hey, I got my get out of hell free card and uh, everything's good after this, saved by grace through faith. But obviously we got to pick up our cross and follow the Lord. And, and my point was to me, that is a natural outflow. It's not ever methodical. It's going to be from our heart. It's going to be a process and we abide. But to go to me to say that a Christian is taught or Paul in any way, shape or form said that everything that Jesus and Paul did anyway was an example for the believer. And uh, like maybe Paul and Peter's uh, disagreement, Peter ended up agreeing with him saying, he's like saying, why are you, you know, the whole book of Galatians says, why are you bewitching or disassimilating these people? They're saved by grace through faith. You don't I, bring them back under the law or the practices. Uh, Jesus can I interject real quick? Yes. So, because that was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was a lot. That was like that was a mouthful. <laughs> that was a, yeah. Appreciate you coming on there, brother. You know, that's how, that's a, I had to get that out in that way. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I guess I'll try to work backwards because it'll kind of tie together. Yeah. Uh, and I'll give you a chance to speak too, Micah. But so first of um, all, I'm gonna. Destiny will ask. Go she ahead. Come in too, doesn't he? Uh, she asked. She can come in too, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> um. But all right. So first and foremost, I'm gonna throw this out there, and you probably never heard it before. Uh, but the entire book of Galatians can literally be summed up as the Pharisees trying to push. Uh, circumcision as salvation. That's literally it. I would say there's definitely more in there than that. As far as the, there's the more, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, about. I'm not saying that there's not more in there. I'm just saying that was literally like when he said, who has bewitched you? Because, uh, so just like Yeshua and the other apostles, there were Pharisees who didn't believe in Yeshua who were following him around and teaching the people that he was converting into, I guess what you would say, Christianity, a belief in Yeshua, um, yes. teaching them that you had to be, you had to be circumcised, otherwise you're not in covenant. Which don't get me wrong, it is a command, but they were teaching that that is what salvation came from, was just through oh. the circumcision because they didn't believe in Yeshua. Is there not? Like, how many ordinances is there in the law? Uh, it depends on who you are. It depends I mean, on who you are. I don't follow I don't follow 600 because not all of them apply to me. I'm not a female. Yeah. I don't go through my so, period. Can I, can <laughs> so I that, that doesn't apply too, to me. Um, yeah, go ahead, Mike. You also got to remember that 
there was a lot of those laws that were for the Levitical priesthood, right? Yep. For the high priests. You had some yeah. for farmers. You had some for, like he said, women. Man, we had different well, laws for different things. I guess the easier question, and I will leave it in a sentence, is this. What do you guys personally, like, what's the difference between me and you? We both believe in Jesus as the Son of God, and we are okay. saved by grace through faith. And God, obviously, we're going to be obedient to the Lord. What is the difference when you guys say you're Torah observers? Like, in okay. just simple terms, like, what does that mean? Um, I'll give you an example. Can I give you an example? Maybe that will help. Yeah, um, yeah. Instance, anyway, metaphors. In law, and... It says, in the, in the law, it says to, on like, for instance, me and my wife, we do ag, right? So we do stuff with farming and different things like that. So there's a rule. If you grow, if you're, your crop, right, after the sixth year or on, on the seventh year, you're supposed to let it rest. Now, there's yeah. many things you can look at for this. There's good reasons for this because on the seventh year, when you give it that rest, it pulls the nutrients back into the soil. Yeah, God's wisdom is encrypted in all the things he put out, a lot of things. Exactly. And so those are like the kind of things we do. Like um, it says not to eat pork or eat these certain things. Yeah. We know that the Father established these things and gave them to us because they were good. You know. And so you so observe we, those two things in particular? Yes, those are two examples. I do observe those things. I don't eat um, anything unclean so, um, according to – what comes to my mind then, uh, Paul's words come to mind here, and also Peter. Paul talked about feast days, holidays, and everything, and he gave a different perspective on it, I think, in Corinthians, saying, are, if, are you guys hung up on these observations because we're past that? And then Peter, uh, the Lord puts food down for him, and he says, this is unclean. And he said, whatever I tell you is not unclean, eat it. Isn't that All right. something new? So so, first of all, that's not exactly what Paul said, and I'm going to ask you to bring scripture for that, and we'll go to that and read it. But secondly, you're, when you're talking about Peter, you're talking about uh, Acts 10 and 11, and he specifically states in both chapters what he was talking about, what the Father revealed to him, and it wasn't talking about food. He said, first of all, it happened three times, and before him appeared three men. After the vision, because he was dwelling on it, like, man, what what are you talking about, Father? And then these three people appeared, and he said, he said specifically to them, the Father has shown me that I shall not call any man common, because at that time it was a belief that no Jew should talk to a Gentile, but uh, they were actually believers in the Father, and we know that because... In the Tanakh, it's specific, and, and even in the New Testament, I'll add, it states that the Father does not hear the, the words, uh, the prayer of a sinner. If you are living wickedly, he will not hear your words. That's what it says. So he had well, to have how, been living righteously. How, how does salvation come to somebody then, you know what I mean, in light of the fact that when they are, when it says that the Father has to draw somebody to himself, where where does that happen if it you know what i mean like i'm trying to understand so, y'all's perspective so salvation and, comes and it's, through comes through christ right we understand that say through faith through grace through faith you know we, we're saved through those things we know that the law does not save us it's a sanctification process once you've been you know come into the faith and have that salvation through our messiah now we can start working on ourselves and start looking at 
for instance, when I say that, when we say the law, I look at as the whole Bible is the law, right? I don't look at just the first five books. I see the whole book. What's the first five is considered the Torah, right? If we're, you know, speaking literally, but I see the whole book is the law, everything that was put out, you know, there was plenty of examples. I mean, um, I see the whole book is the law, right? And it's teaching us every throughout all the different stories, you know, Chronicles, Kings, you got Proverbs, Psalms, everything's teaching us, right? It's teaching us on how we walk this walk. Would you agree with that? Uh, I agree with, yeah, much of what you said. And I, the fact of the Bible as a whole and everything that's taught collectively going together. And it's not like it's not, I don't look at anything as necessarily forgotten, but then the part when we get to what's fulfilled and what's asked from the, the new Testament believer, I I think that's where the, maybe the disconnect is. Let's ask that question. What is asked of the new Testament believer? Well, I don't, I, Mainly, I would want to go to say where, uh, like the reference of Abraham's seed and like what a believer is. And then you go, you talk about being grafted in and how everything to do with the Jews and the Gentiles and everything. To me, it's, there's no like formula to it. And after the fact, like my testimony is a good example. I, I won't go into it, but to me, you come to faith in Christ and that was meant to happen. And it's going to happen. You'll be filled with his spirit and you walk and abide in Jesus. As far as the traditions and the past and the the observations that were maybe the practices and the, that is, to me, that's not okay, done now. with in our heart. The practices are done with in reality and time, like meaning God is not asking us to do that. I, that's where I think so, the misinterpretation comes in, in my opinion. Like I said, I'm not saying... I would respectfully ask for scripture for these things to show where yeah. there was a change in these things. Um, respectfully, now I'm not, I don't, you know, we're just trying to talk. Well, does pre-crucifixion, post-crucifixion matter in this conversation? In well, what sense? I asked for a reason because the the thief well, on the cross never was baptized, never had a Bible, never did anything. He looked over at Jesus and okay. said, "I believe you." Okay, God. I'm 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 glad you said this actually. So <laughs> salvation, right? He accepted and he had a conversion at the heart at this point in time, right? Yeah, exactly. I agree. Right at that moment. Like okay. it was legit. So tomorrow, this is the way I look at scripture. If <clears throat> if I'm if talking to someone, won. say we're we're gonna say I'm talking to someone on the street and yeah. they come to this they come to the faith and they find salvation in the Messiah. Well, if the next day you know, they just start this walk. Okay, I'm on fire for God. I'm yeah. going to do my best to do what I can, and then they die. Well, yeah. one, God I'm going to say God. this. I'm I'm not the judge. So, for one, I can't sit in that seat. Two, I, in my personal belief, would think that they would inherit the kingdom because they had a conversion of their heart because yeah. they were washed clean. I would well, say I'm that. going with, yeah, I mean, that story is tough to use as an example because Jesus said, you'll be with me in paradise, so. Right, and he did, and he so, told him that because he knew he had a conversion of the heart. So, so, um, going with that, now use that as an example of somebody that 
uh, comes through faith, which first of all, we'll say that faith is an action. Any man, woman, and child can say, yeah, I, I believe in Jesus. That doesn't mean that they have faith that if they were to die, that he is their savior. That is, an, that is a verb. It is an action. You have to show that you have faith. Um, but say that you don't die tomorrow. Now you yeah. start a the, the new chapter of your life. So then you have, so first of all, our Messiah says, if you love me, keep my commands. But he also says that my teaching, my commands, are not my own, but my Father's. Therefore, you are going to keep his commands. That is um, how you walk you, out your... Go ahead. You you guys believe that Jesus is God, right? The Son of God. Like him and the Father are one. He's the Son of God. He is absolutely the Son I mean, of God. Okay. If you guys get to eternity and he's before you, you're going to worship him, right? With the only worship God can receive. Um, we worship um, Yahweh. Yeah. Okay. So oh, in in some sense, right? you guys, kind of, uh, your stance is kind of like, uh, I I don't know if orthodox is the word for it, like that's like oh, kind no. of like Judaism and uh, Christianity. No, I, I, so I actually stand firmly against Judaism, and I stand against any religion actually on that that front. Okay, I'm not saying I know. I'm asking legitimately. No, 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 no. I'm so not. So orth orthodox. First of all, Orthodox Judaism do, does not believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. They do yeah, not believe that Jesus was, Christ is the Messiah. That's yeah, not that's where we what stand. We know, we know that he is our Messiah. We know that he is the only reason we have salvation. Point blank, period. Hmm. But unlike uh, this Western church atmosphere that we live in, um, we know also that we are supposed to follow the Father's commands as best as we humanly can, okay? Now, are you going to fail? Yes. But guess what? Again, that is why we have salvation through Yeshua and not the Torah. That doesn't mean don't do it, though. That doesn't mean follow the or not to follow the commands because so, we're going to fail. He mentioned a practice... Uh, talking about the fields and when it grew or whatever. So, if you got if he didn't do that particular, whoever else does, that would be not being obedient, not doing that particular Correct. practice. Hmm. If if That's it applies problem. to you, yes. If it applies to you, how's that? Be, if if you okay, what does it say in Hebrews ten twenty six? The, and another yeah. thing is like beyond me is like it, this conversation makes me want to go to Galatians and Hebrews more than anything, and those are the ones you guys are pulling from. So we love because we love those we, we love these books. And brother, hey man, um, we can go through whatever you want, like slowly, like whatever you want. If you want to go hit some scripture together real quick, we can do that. And heck, we get on here every night and talk about this, you know, and you can get more of an understanding of what we believe, because it's not something you're just going to understand yeah. right off the bat, I, I'm going to be honest with you, because it's when I it's, came into it, it, it took me a little while to understand the stance, because my dad came into it before me, and he would say these things, and I was like, it didn't make sense to me until one day, he's, I, the more I listened, and I actually started looking at my scripture, I started to understand what he was saying. You know, it took me some time to kind of understand and I think that's kind of where I think a lot of the problem lies when people come to us and ask these questions. It's like they're trying to figure out everything in like 20 minutes. Yeah. And if you don't figure out 20 minutes, no. they're gone. 
Um, you know, it's not really fair example, on our part, you know. I've done apologetics for I'm only 39 and probably 20 years. I was uh, I came to faith wow. at 21 through an experience. It, nobody evangelized me. Nobody talked to me. God showed me. And that's a hard testimony to share sometimes, especially with people outside of any faith whatsoever. But uh, I'm 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 familiar with some of the, you know, I don't mean to try to put people in groups or anything. It's just the way things are with all the different variations these days and social media and stuff. But um, I, I'm I'm a little bit familiar with some of the things and. What I did, for example, I would have Mormons and Kingdom Hall come to my door. I studied their book before I ever started really talking to them. So what that did was make me know where I'm coming from and where they're coming from better. And to me, it was like a quick way to find out whether there was a sincerity because when they found out I know that book too, you know, it manifested a lot real fast. That's good. That's good. I agree with you. You should definitely get to know each other and know see the other side and see where they're coming what, from and see their stance. What what's was y'all live today exactly? Y'all just talking to others that believe where you stand right now or is it just like um, an open forum? We were just doing we just got in here and someone said I guess we started reading through uh the Sermon on the Mount. And we were yeah. kind of just going line up yeah. on line, precept upon precept, and we were just kind of cool. looking at a lot of references and cross-referencing and just kind of going through it together. I just got back on TikTok, and the algorithms, like, blow me away. Every single scroll is, like, full-blown debates, but with no dialogue, <laughs> no compassion, and I'm like, it's yeah, just kind of sad to see. It's disgusting. It really is. I could it's tell when you guys be... were talking, you at least are having a conversation, dialogue, and you're sincere, so that can always yeah. be worked with. Either way. Amen. Well, I'll be transparent, first of all. Um, I actually know him as a brother in, in Messiah, yeah. who I love. <laughs> we agreed to love go on brother. together. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but I'm still new so, alive. I don't barely know how to do it, but I've done it a couple times. I want to state something, though, just to kind of show you that I, like, I'm not against Paul, and I don't dismiss what he says. I absolutely love Paul. But you have to understand that Paul taught Torah. And first of all, Romans 7, 1, yeah. he says, do you not know that I speak to those who know the Torah? But so Paul, um, when you read the Torah and you actually have an understanding of it, and then you go back and read Paul, it's like, oh my gosh, this makes sense. But one of the things that Paul says is actually, if if you want to label it my religion, it's, it's, you, it's the th- things that I follow. And that is Acts 24 and 14. He says he is a follower of the way. That is what I am. I am a follower of the way. Yep. Amen to that. The same as Paul. The same as Paul. Yeah, Mm. exactly what Chris said. My my validation articulation of Paul is always through the scope of the... who Jesus said he was and how the apostles carried themselves and how they received what he said. And uh, like I said, God picked the perfect person to me, a Pharisee, a Pharisee, a Roman citizen. He knew, I mean, he, there's not an audience he couldn't reach. He was like the perfect person for it. And uh, 11 letters that we know of, I, I lean towards the fact, but it's just my own thought that he, he penned Hebrews or had somebody write it for him because it, it's called Pauline, if you will, but I just have that personal opinion. Um, 
I think uh, Paul definitely understood the law inside and out, everything about it. But I believe that he taught that, you know, I don't think that he taught the practices as like a concurrent thing, like somebody could keep. Now, maybe in the way you guys have described, the obedience factor is maybe misunderstood or looked at as like somebody's trying to keep the law of the past. Can I ask so, you this question, brother? I'll tell you that, Dustin. Well, I was just going to say that you have to understand that, so being that he was a Pharisee, he kept their doctrines. And that I think that's something that most people don't understand, is that the doctrine of the Pharisees was not the same doctrine as Yeshua. But we know, again, that Yeshua was teaching the same doctrine that the Father gave us in the beginning, the Torah. And that's where the conflict lied. If you look at some of the things well, that the Pharisees Jesus tried to kept, catch I believe up on. Jesus kept the Torah. I believe Jesus kept perfectly, and he practiced it. That was the example. And a lot of things I keep hearing people say is he came to the lost tribe of the – and I, I'm saying, well, slow down there because we know that the dispensation of the gospel was like meant to be. God foreseen and knew the way his church would be built and how it would – Nobody would ever prevail against it. So you, so you just said a, a word there, and it's like a buzzword. So you, you ascribe to like dispensationalism? Uh, no, no, not in the way that whatever it's turned into, or the way people say, like some of the offshoots these days. All I mean by that is that I believe Paul was sent to certain audiences because he was the perfect person. I mean, he spoke to the Greeks, the Romans, and I just think he was the perfect person and coming from the background I, you guys are talking about, I, will, I think I don't ever think it could hurt the Christian. I'm not going to say that I'm agreeing with you guys, but to learn the Torah, to understand those things. Cause when I started studying Jesus from the cultural standpoint is when it knocked off the Western culture eyes for me, like it opened up everything to a different degree. And this y'all might find this is a cool thing. I learned that on the eighth day is when a boy blood clots the most. And I tell yep. people, think about the fact that God said that. You think in his wisdom and making the human body, he didn't know that? <laughs> so actually, um, my son, we circumcised on the eighth day because that's when the blood is right. So exactly, we actually, yeah. We actually abided Those that. little cool little gems God left through his intelligence like to share with people like, hey, he knows what he's doing. So that again, so, and, and I like that you said that, that you that you don't think that you know it's not things that people shouldn't do. But what we're trying to say is it's things that, and maybe not everybody, because if you don't if you don't believe in the Father, then yeah, there's no there's no reason for me to try to tell you, hey, you have to keep these things. But if you have any type of inclination, any type of belief in God, that is where uh, we're coming from. That you know. Biblically speaking, it says to do these things. It's not. It it shouldn't be. I mean, do if you, guys you profess that, do you guys take the whole Bible? Like, do you believe in, the, say, the King James Bible? I have a certain reasoning and faith for it, and it has nothing to do with something I seen on the internet. It was a process I believe God took me through. But uh, I, so, like my question, uh, be, I think every. I think everybody and anybody got their start in the King James. I have King James, but that's not the only thing that I read. And yeah, I so would I'll... I would argue 
I would argue that if you are going to read any Bible, you have to get a Strong's Concordance. Because Hebrew, translated into anything else, yeah. tends to get misconstrued. Yeah, I would, I would. I <laughs> Whoever's think translating what... it typically finds whatever word they think means the best thing, and they just stick with it. Yeah. And then you as a um, reader who reads it <clears throat> might gather that same thing or even something completely false. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely am not like... I don't stick myself in a box unless it's faith based because anything outside of faith, I look at it as like sin. I'm not going to like go against something unless the Lord teaches me different, but I was, it's not like a King James only ism and an anti this, but there are translations these days. I think that are, I wouldn't even call them Bibles, but so I seen a documentary for six hours one time where a person showed that, the, the translation of the King James had definitions within itself perfectly like and to me it was like beyond human wisdom like the way that it just carried out like that but that's a faith based statement so what do you mean by a faith based statement like I if I say that right now I'm not expecting somebody to say you know they could go see the same documentary I seen and I mean I really put a lot of time into this it's not something I just said hey let me just I agree with this like I really believe that God's fingerprint is on that first translation and not like a Mormon would say oh we got all these new books and the Joseph Smith type of thing I'm talking about God preserved and protected it and that's what I believe about that, like the King James Bible in particular. Not some of the new ones and not some of the new translations I don't agree with. So what about the um, – if we're going to go translations, I mean I, I love talking translations. I'm, I'm not – What about, I'm um, what about the uh, 15 like, – I've heard of the Septuagint. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> what about the 1559 the the Bible? What, it, what would you call the, the what, 15 – 1559 Geneva Bible was is that pre King James yeah, Bible from like well 1611 okay. yeah it's actually the King James came out after that it was the 1611 is the King James and then Do they have a, um, partic a particular like translation from from the Greek to that yeah so I actually have a 1560 um, Geneva Bible in my house it's not the, like an original or any of those type I've I've looked for them before like not by name, but knowing that there are Geneva I've heard of, Septuagint, other ones, and I would love to read them. I mean, I'm definitely not close to say, hey, let me see what happened here. I'm always yeah. open and accessible to grow. I tell God anything I ever need to be corrected in, send it my way. Yeah. I, def I definitely recommend the Septuagint. Just because yes. the way that it phrases things, um, a lot of it's more clear. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have a, a, I don't know if call it a Bible, but a concordance type of thing at my house. And it took out the chapters and verses. And I don't know about others, but it did something different to me. Like there, I felt like, you know, it just, it was different. And I enjoyed it. Still do. Are you talking about the strong right, concordance? Yeah. Well, basically, I, I'm not sure what, I can see what it's called, but. Um, let me see. It has pictures. It's an illustrated dictionary of concordance of the Bible, but it literally has the, I would say, the equivalent of the King James, but there's no chapters and verses at all. Okay. And when I, 
when I read it like that, it hit me different. Like to me, it was more clear because we're so used to quoting a verse and going yeah. Because yeah, it's well, hey, supposed to just flow anyway, so exactly not chapters or verses and all that anyway, or punctuation at that matter. Yeah, I uh, I appreciate talking to you guys. I got a couple things to do, but I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna hit the follow, and uh, I'm sure we can pick up this conversation sometimes. And I'll look into some of the things you guys said. Absolutely, brother. Anytime you want to come in and talk, Absolutely. we're here. Gotcha. Y'all have a good all night, right. and God bless. All right, much love, brother. You too, Shalom. Okay. Um, do we continue back where we were? <laughs> I don't know. That was good. That's good conversation. Enjoyed what? that. No, we can. Unless there was nobody else that wanted to get in, was there? No. All right. Did anybody else that want to get on talk or anything? We continue. Awesome conversation. Agreed. Agreed on that. He's a nice guy. See, and that's what we need more of of people with differences coming together and talking like that. You know? Shalom, so this brother. guy says per- personally, I think we should ask God directly to teach us his morality rather than reading from a book. Um, I think we should definitely be reading it's his word. So, can only be heard in the heart. Well, then, if that's the case, then I guess no, I'm not Jewish. There had to be two or more witnesses, right? So, if we are supposed to just hear from the morality of our heart then we need to line three men up and we need to ask all the same question from different rooms and see if they come up with the same thing if they're asking the Father without reading the first Bible. Of all, first of all, the Bible directly says that the heart is desperately wicked above all things. So, I think that's something to consider. Yeah. <laughs> we, can't, we can't just listen to and follow our hearts. Yeah. Um, if I, if what if we are to be angels, we're not going to be angels. I don't know who told you we're going to be angels. Yeah, we're not, we're not angels. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't know who started that, and you know it's troublesome. I think it was more of like a trying to make people feel better. You know, when somebody dies, like, oh, well, they're an angel now looking over you. No, that's not a thing. <laughs> Johnson 90, do you believe that Christ lives and died for our sins? Amen. Yeah, absolutely. What do the we turn into? Says we'll, be made. we'll be made like Yeshua. So it says, be made just like him. We'll be given our eternal bodies. Yeah, R.H. Johnson, uh, we're not Jewish, and yes, we believe that Christ lives and died for our sins. 
a monkey cult by any other name? Let's think. What? Witnesses of what? I mean, witnesses of the New Jerusalem. Um, did you get around to testing step two's answer? No, ma'am, I have not yet. I've been pretty busy. <laughs> I still have to do that. It's on. It's on my list of 150 things to look at. Witnesses of the truth. Well, what's the truth? Psalms 142, or 119, 142, my bad, says that the Torah is the truth. That's right. Where did the New Testament come from? <laughs> from people who were teaching the Old Testament? Yep. <laughs> What's up, bro? Sorry we missed you on the camping trip. Oh, you're fine. I think I was at work other than that, that Sabbath that weekend. Is it inspired from God? Um, I would say everybody in that in the New Testament who has a book was definitely inspired of God. Yep. The accounts line up with each other. Yeah. So I do believe it's divine. Jesus the Messiah, absolutely. Oh, that's Trevor. Yeah, what's up, Trevor? Yeah. See. <laughs> <laughs> Who decided what books should be in the New Testament? I don't have question. a direct answer to that. <laughs> I know there were some people that decided what books shouldn't be in the Bible. And I would argue that there's quite a few that should be in the Bible that aren't. Can the devil deceive people to think they have the truth? Yes. Absolutely. That's yeah. why we don't lean on our own hearts. We lean on our own understanding. We lean on the exactly. Father's word. That was about to be my question. Are you this or agnostic? Yeah. Seems like it's gone. Oh, we got a. Is that is that you? Is that R H Johnson? Okay, yeah. He's yeah. he's he sent an invite. I'm gonna accept it. I'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick. I'll be right back. Okay. But I'm letting him in right now. Okay. guys good evening shalom shalom how you doing brother shalom good how are you good good um so i'm not super familiar with you guys i've only been in the chat for a little while okay so um go ahead what's your what's your belief brother um i am roman catholic uh, but I grew okay. up in like an evangelical Christian background. Okay. Awesome. How long have you been in uh, Catholicism? Oh, geez, how old am I now? Um, about eight nine years. Nice. 
Yeah, I spent went went to like a, a Baptist Evangelical Bible school for a couple of years. Um, and only I've only met uh, been like kind of close close to uh, one church, one Christian church, one church that acknowledged the divinity of Jesus that really closely tie themselves to um, to the Jewish faith, like what I'm kind of getting from you guys. Um, we personally, me and Dustin, we're not of the, the Jewish faith per se. I would say our Messiah was Jewish. I love you. Um, we don't conform to any religion per se. Like, uh, I don't conform to Catholicism. Uh, I don't conform to the modern day Christianity, Judaism, or anything of that nature. Literally just a believer and follower of the way, which is I just hold to the Old Testament, the New Testament. I um, I just believe the word, what the word says, and I just try to apply that to my life daily, and that's really all I can do. Other than that, I don't have much more than that because at the end of the day, it's not my word, it's the Father's word. And I don't think any religion is able to claim his word. So it's his word, and he gave us his word, and that's his word only. And we would stand on his word. Right, so I think, I think for, like, for the sake of conversation, it'd be worth, like, trying to clear up what this word religion means, right? Sure. So, like, I know, like, in, in, in North America, uh, where it sounds like we're all from based on our accents, like religion has like a certain connotation mm-hmm. um, that doesn't really match like its textbook definition. So like we all we, like we all of us right talking. We all have a belief system, um, and there are certain things that we should do within that belief system to practice it correctly, right? Like you guys believe in like holding the Sabbath, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, like, you know, that's an example of, like, a religious practice. Like, that is, according to the to the, the tenets of our religion, a practice we should do. So we are all religious, right? We all practice our religion and try to follow certain rules. Um, I think that's a common, I think that's just a common understanding, which, I mean, in some regards, is kind of sad. Like, it's not... It's not a religion. This it's it's literally like all right. So if you tell your son to do something, and then he says, "Yeah, I'm just following what my father told me to do." Are you do are people going to look at him and say, "Oh, so that's your religion, following what your father told you to do"? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? No, I get that. And again, I think that comes mostly from like the negative connotation of the word religion in the English language in North America. But like, I don't when would like. And I don't. Do you guys are you guys Saturday Sabbaths? Yes. Okay. That's, that's right. the seventh day of the week. Okay. I know. And and uh, I disagree on what day the Sabbath is. Uh, but like I I love anyone that like tries to keep a Sabbath, right? Like I'm for that. But that is a religious practice, right? Like I. Like, you have a relationship with God, I have a relationship with God, but our religions have us practice a different Sabbath, right? In, in our devotion to our relationship with God, we are keeping a different Sabbath right now. Can, can I um, Can I just ask one thing? No, sure. 
As, as far as the Bible uh, goes, how many paths does it say that there are? How, how many paths? How many paths does it say there are, and which well, do both lead to? Uh, one. There's one path. There's two paths. Two. Okay. The the road is narrow to heaven, sure. But there's another path, yeah. And the and the other path is very wide, and many there be that find it, and it leads to destruction. Mm-hmm. So so that was that was, and that, this is what I came on to talk about. We can get into it a little bit. Uh, so, uh, you're quoting the New Testament there, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, who who wrote the New Testament? Many people. Are you trying yeah. to go to the authority of the Catholic Church? Yeah, I am. Yep. Yeah. I figured. <laughs> I've, uh... So no, I mean, but if you can answer my question, like that is what my endpoint is. But like, I would like to see if you can the answer the question. The apostles wrote. Third ones, okay, um, we got um, yeah, different apostles, the apostles, right? The apostles wrote a majority of the gospel, and the gospel that we understand today was edited, right? Like, even even the latest translations we have uh, came from scribes. We don't have the, the original handwriting of the of the apostles. And then, and then so when, so Jesus uh, appointed 12 apostles, right? Agreed? Mm-hmm. So Judas, after betraying Jesus, killed himself, right? Okay. So, was there only eleven apostles from then on out? It seems to be to me that Paul came along not too long after that. Okay, so therefore, yeah, so which is Judas funny, was... which is funny because mm-hmm. that is a direct reflection of what happened with the tribe of Israel, is it not? Because if you remember, Joseph, yeah, Joseph was sold into slavery, and then he had two sons, and then the sons became part of Israel, and Levi became, um, they were basically ransomed for the firstborn, and they became the high priests. Yeah. yeah. That seems like a direct that. reflection. I just no, thought yeah, of it yeah, myself. that's interesting. <laughs> interesting. So, but yeah, so yeah, that is interesting. I'll, I'll look into that. We'll see if anyone wrote about it. But uh, yeah, so after Judas killed himself, uh, he was replaced as an apostle, as a leader of the church, by Matthias in Acts chapter two, right? Um, and that happened because the other apostles laid hands on him and prayed for it to be so, right? So these are the people that wrote our Bible that we both agree, you know, is, is the sacred word of God. Um, and, and they believe that, that authority from Christ, the authority that was given to them by Christ, uh, was being passed on by them, right? Authority of Christ was given to them um, that wrote the books. So yeah, the, so if, if the, the apostles not... wrote the gospel, if the apostles wrote the gospel, right, they had the, the 
the authority to do that, right? They had the inspired word of God. Um, they had the authority, as they did in Acts, uh, to continue their positions, to replace their positions after they died, like they did after Judas died and they made uh, Matthias an apostle. Is that a, so, all right? So I was going to ask: Are you Catholic? Yeah, I am. Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. I don't know if that was stated when I went to the restroom or not, but yeah, yeah it, it was. was yeah, I should have informed you when you came back. My so, <laughs> interesting. So. So what's the what what's what's the end? Are you trying to say that like Peter passed along his line down through? He's like, trying the to go with the he's trying to prove right the now. authority of he's trying to prove the authority of the Catholic Church. If I'm not, um, if I'm, am I mistaken? No, I I think that, and I think you guys are good dudes. I believe you're mm-hmm. very Christian, um, but I believe some of the things. And if if I chose for my personal, uh, my personal sanctification, to like never eat pork again, like that could be good for me, right? I'm not saying like any of that is bad for you. Uh, I'm just saying I just believe that some of the things you guys are saying. So, could you prove to me that there's something we're not supposed to do? That there's anything we're not supposed to do. No, the the reference you just made the pork. All right, so can, can um, you can you prove that? Yeah, can you prove that we're not that that's not something that we're still supposed to keep? That that's not a statute that still stands. That's something that you well, can just choose whether you want to keep or not. Well, well, sure. I, I think right. I think in terms of our conversation, um, my simplest proof to keep it in the, in our same conversation would be that the Catholic Church uh, doesn't say I have to do that. Okay, hold pause. Yep, you said the Catholic Church. Yep. We go we're going off of scripture. So where would you in scripture show this? Only No, no, I would I would ask you in turn, where did your scripture come from? And who has the Hold right then? You're you're right, Chris. Chris, thank you. You're right. I should definitely do that right now. That's definitely um must. Because you're only thirteen. Amen, Chris. Chris, come in first. That's right. Absolutely. Um, are you familiar not, with... Course... Uh, yeah. Are you so familiar with Deuteronomy 13 and what the Deuteronomy 13 test is? Offhand, no. No, go ahead. Okay, cool. Um, if a prophet or someone who has dreams arises among you and proclaims a sign or wonder to you, and that sign or wonder he has promised... You comes about, but he he says, "Let us follow other gods, which you have not known, and let us worship them." Do not listen to what that prophet's word. Do not listen to that prophet's words or to that dreamer, for the Lord your God is testing you. You know whether you love the Lord. Your, I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't read tonight. Testing you to yeah. know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You must follow the Lord your God and fear him. You must keep his commands and listen to his voice. 
you must worship him and remain faithful to him. A prophet or dreamer must be put to death because he has urged rebellion against the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the place of slavery to turn you from the way the Lord, your God, has commanded you to walk. You must purge the evil from you. So if you're telling me to go against I'm pause God's right law, there. Yeah. Okay. If you're telling me to go against God's law, yeah, I'm that's... not to listen to. So again, and um, I'm I'm not I'm not by any means. I, I did go to Bible school for a couple of years. I'm not by any means a biblical expert, right? I'm okay. the the reason I came on. So you, if you will bring up scripture and and. We've already discussed, we all accept the New Testament as scripture, as inspired by God, right? The New Testament inspired by God. Yes, I agree that it was inspired. Okay. Okay. So um, you'll bring us up from the Old Testament. I could point to some of the New Testament. uh, We can can use both. We can use both old and new, and we can bring them together. They harmonize. Okay. No, I, yeah. I, I largely agree, but because, then there comes a question. Because, uh, but go ahead, let's, let's not, let's not say, go far so, off. Um, let's not go far off from the yeah, framework. So of the everybody that in you the brought. New Testament. Dang it! <laughs> I think there's a delay. Like when I go to talk, yeah, and then so it too. catches on your end. Yeah. Um, All right. So I, say, I, I just want to say that. Ev- you go. You go. Oh god. oh god. I was just gonna say, let's not deviate from the original the original thing we just said. Show me in scripture where it says that we can choose whether we eat pork or not eat pork. Okay. Um and I could, but I I, I don't think that's the most interesting avenue of discussion. I would ask you uh where your scripture came from. Because I can't show you scripture until I know who gets to make scripture, right? Because um, I, I could, I could, I could bring up the Maccabees, or I could bring up the Gospel of Thomas. Something I'll tell you what, you know, um, ridiculous. Dustin, why don't you where get does that your Catholic from? Bible? This will fix the whole problem. Get your Catholic Bible. Yeah, that this fixes the whole problem. Well, no, it won't though. No, I'm, I'm... no. <laughs> why? No, because so I'll say this. I'll say this, friend. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to meet you in the middle because I do agree that so things like Tobit and the wisdom of Sirach and the Maccabees should not have been removed from the Bible. Good I'll stuff. agree with you there. there. So, just so you know, I'm not lying. That's the Catholic <laughs> Bible. I do appreciate it. What what version? What version? New American? Um, <coughs> I believe it's I believe it's KJV to be honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, most it's, of us use right, so the New American the Revised. Translated but... from, yeah, it's the it's the Revised New Testament authorized by the Board of Trustees of the Con. I don't know that word. Confraternity I'm, of Christian Doctors sure approved by the Administration Committee Board of. Yeah, I'm sure it's a fine. What if Bible? I told sure you this? Um, what if I told you this, friend, that we're not just 66 canon only? Uh, I would be. I, I'm happy for you. <laughs> the Maccabees is I good mean, history, I, man. We need that. That's helpful. Exactly. Good, yeah. yeah, I agree with you. Oh, I absolutely agree. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 
I actually really like Tobit. And when I read yeah. Tobit, it kind of upset me that they removed it from the Bible. Right? <laughs> and this is, and this is, this is uh, the first step in my conversion to Catholicism was being upset that they stole that, that Martin Luther stole books of the Bible from me. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't so know Luther I'll, either. I'll, so it's funny. <laughs> It's funny that it's funny that you say that that's your first step towards it because that was my first step away from it. Hmm. Like not just not not Catholicism, but religion. Hmm. Period. Because who is it as a man or a collective of men to decide? Hey, these books don't need to be in the Bible. Yeah. Well, okay. So this is getting right back to the root, though, right? So, so, um, I don't. My Bible has seventy-two book books. I don't know exactly how many you guys i would imagine mm -hmm. similar um but probably more more even okay so um the question is is if if we 2000 years late to the party are going to base our religious practice off a book we have to ask who gave us that book right so i would just ask and we agree absolutely on the New Testament, right? We agree absolutely that was the the, the Jewish tradition uh, that came to us through the history of the Israelites. Can My I question is only the I wouldn't no, say ahead. Jewish tradition. I would say the Father's commandments. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. that's yep. more what I would stand for. And I, and I, yeah, I agree. So it came. So the Old Testament came to us through the Father. Um. And then we get to the life of Jesus about 2,000 years ago, and we have all of his pals writing books and writing letters to neighboring cities that we now include in the Bible. So why does that get to be included? Because it shows the story of our Messiah. Are you trying to get at... Now, okay, so let's go with this. What year was the Catholic Church established? Um, I would, I would propose, uh, the year zero A.D. at the birth of Christ. Could you show that verbatim? Could you prove that? Um, could I prove it? Do you have proof uh, to show that the Catholic Church assembled in 080? I would argue that the Catholic Church was founded by Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. Um, so biblically, if you, if you accept biblical evidence, right? So the keys to the kingdom of heaven and earth were given mm -hmm. to Peter when his name was changed to Rock, right? Um, so Jesus changed Peter's name from Peter to rock, essentially. Um, and he said, I give to you the kingdom, the keys to the kingdom of heaven and earth. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Let's pause there. Peter's name was changed to rock. I, I'm, I'm legitimately asking, can you show me that? Cause I haven't seen that. I haven't read that. Maybe I haven't seen it yet. For myself. He's like talking about that. when he calls him Kefa. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I don't have my computer up in okay, front of thank me. Thank you. And thank y'all. 
Well, and I would argue, I would argue that that's not necessarily saying him like, hey, you get to go start this church and 2,000 years later, there's going to be a pope that legitimately says that you don't have to believe in Jesus to get into heaven. That is what the current pope said. I just want you to know that. I don't know if you're aware of that. Uh, I'm a pretty big fan of our current pope. I'm pretty aware of the things he does. And you're a fan of him. Um, I, yes, yes, I am. Hmm. How can you, as a professing, I'll say Christian, because back in the day, that's, I guess, somebody explained that Catholics were the original Christians, um, which is kind of what you're saying right here. Um, how can you, as a professing I'll say Messianist, somebody that believes that Jesus was the Messiah. Okay. Um, uh, subscribe authority to a gentleman who states that you don't have to believe in Jesus to get to heaven, even though it specifically says it in the book. Oh, wait a second. Uh, wait, 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 wait um, hold on. Pause. Let's use scripture to back our claims here. Let's go to amen. John fourteen sixteen. I'll even read it out of the Catholic Bible. (laughs) What is that, a stretch, man? Come on. Well translated. What? No, I mean, I I actually actually do uh, like it. It's just, there are some things in here that, yes, were inserted from some people that I don't agree with. But there's also things that I like about this book. That's why I have it. (laughs) But uh, I'll let you guys read it off. But again, my question is going to be, where did you get the Bible you're referencing from? Why Why did anyone on earth have the authority to decide that is canon? That is the doctrine of the church. But but please, go ahead. John 14, 16. I don't know if that's... I don't have the wrong verse, bud. Oh, it's fourteen six. I'm sorry, fourteen six. Read that. <clears throat> Jesus said to him, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." So, oh, if so you know me, then you know also know my Father. Yep. Yeah, so this was in reference to the Pope's comment uh, about. Uh, people that don't explicitly believe in Jesus uh, finding their way into heaven, right? Is yes. that why you brought that up? Yeah, I mean, that's, oh, yeah. Okay, there's there's no way around Pretty that. Much. No, and I, I and I agree 100. <laughs> percent uh, So, um, you know, we are dealing with theology. We are dealing with logic. So we're so if we use the example of the person who lived on a remote island all by themselves, who lived a good life. Um, and and did all the right things for everyone around them, and wished well upon them, uh, and was sorry every time he did wrong. Right, that person, 
but never had the opportunity to learn the word Jesus, right? So that person who, which is the case for most of human history, right? Like most people could not learn the name Jesus. Um, so the Pope did say that there is there is the possibility for people like that who, who did not know Jesus, did not learn the name Jesus, or grew up in an environment where that was a, a blasphemed name to also make it into heaven. And I, I would hope you, you guys agree with that. Well, there is definitely um, 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 a sin offerings for ignorance as far as yep. if it wasn't brought to them, you know, there's, uh, I forget the verse where it says they'll be judged accordingly. Um, God, I can't remember. Paul quotes it. Camera off the top of my head, guys. Um, if they're doing, if they're walking righteously, I believe that they'll be judged accordingly. If they were never shared that testimony to them, then yes, I would think they would be judged accordingly. Say you're okay. in North Korea where you can't, you don't yep. have no access to any kind of scripture. I would say then you would be judged accordingly, right? He does judge us accordingly to our hearts. I mean, on that, in that sense, you know, if you're walking righteously, um, if you're yeah. doing to the best of your ability to do right in life, but, right. um, we're, we're if, in agreement then we're in agreement. We're in agreement on that sense. Yes. In that sense. Um, I would agree with that. But if the Pope has openly said that you don't need Jesus to, that there's a difference here. Like we're in that, like if he's saying you don't need Jesus in order or Yeshua, in order to enter the kingdom, then that can be problematic. And it, he has to word it in the sense of if that person's in another country and they've never, ever had access to these things. He would need the word as so. Yeah, and then and then it becomes a very philosophical debate, right? So, like, um, everyone, Romans like, at this point in most of the world has heard the name Jesus, right? But a lot I of people, everyone has. In, virtually everyone, 95% of everyone, uh, sure. has I'm heard sure the name that. Jesus, right? Uh, but so many of them have only heard that as a slur, right? So like earlier today on live, I was talking to a, a very, very nice Muslim, uh, very well educated, right? Uh, but we discussed the fact that for most Muslims in the world, like the whole idea of like the Trinity, like they laugh at us, right? Like, but no Muslims, like they hear the name Jesus, but it's only brought up jokingly, right? Like they don't know, okay. they they don't get the idea of Jesus. They just get this misinterpretation, right? Mm -hmm. So that's not the same as being on uh, the same as being on an island, but like there's similarities, right? It's it's maybe even worse that. You never you get to know only the fake news Jesus, not the real Jesus, right? So, uh, the oh, I would argue that. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I would absolutely agree with that. I would absolutely yeah. agree with that. That everybody only gets to learn the the fake news Jesus because everybody.
Jesus mentality that Jesus nailed the law to the cross and that we no longer have to keep the commandments of the Father, even though he specifically says that, you know, if you love me, keep my commands, and my teaching is not mine, but my Father's. So, yeah, I'll agree with you there. <laughs> Nobody gets preached in the middle ground. Jesus. Um, I like we'll, we'll middle ground, really ground there. Um, that was that was quoting earlier. I'll read this. It's uh, Romans um, 2, 9. We'll start there. It says, Affliction and distress for every human being who does evil, first to the Jew and also to the Greek, but glory and honor and peace for everyone who does what is good, first to the Jew and also to the Greek. There is no favoritism with God. All those who sin without the law will also perish without the law, and all those who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law, for the hearers of the law are not righteous before God, but the doers of the law declared righteous. So when the Gentiles, who do not have the law, instinctively do what the law demands, they are a law to themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts. Their conscience confirms this. This completing thoughts with either accuse or excuse, accuse, or excuse them on the day when God judges what people have kept um, secret according to my gospel through Christ Jesus. Yeah. So I was—I don't want to thank you, or Muslim school or anything. I want to make sure I read the scripture. No, absolutely. Amen. It's beautiful. So, but this would bring me back to my question again: Where did you get that scripture? From <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> okay. Oh so man. Who, who wrote that beautiful prose that you read? Who so, wrote that? And why are you reading it 2,000 years later? I got a better question for you. Do you know the story of Yeshiyahu? Uh, Yeshiyahu? Is that Hebrew? I'm pretty bad yep. at Hebrew. It's in Two Kings. Yoshiyahu. Not Yeshiyahu. Yoshiyahu, my man. Yoshiyahu. I see what you're trying yeah, to say. You're trying to say the Catholic Church preserved the New Testament, correct? Well, it, someone did, right? That's, someone that's, did. If we are if we are going to reference it here today, two thousand years later, there must have been some kind of divine intervention for us to have the absolute word of God. There must have been. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read you a the, excerpt from Two Kings twenty two. Please. That's going to debunk all of this. That it's not that it's not a man or a group of people's uh, uh, reasoning. Like they are not the reasons why it was preserved. That it is God and God alone. Whether it is from a man or a group of people does not matter because you cannot boast in yourself. A Catholic religion cannot boast in themselves. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So the story of Yoshiahu, the the story of Yoshiahu, and I'll skip down a little bit just to get to the meat and potatoes of it. But it says, <clears throat> and Hilkiahu, the high priest, this is 2 Kings 22 and verse 8. Hilkiahu, the high priest, said to Shaphan, the scribe, I have found the book of the Torah in the house of Yahuwah. You know, and Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he read it. And Shaphan, the scribe, came to the sovereign, this is Yoshiahu, and brought 
word to the sovereign saying, your servants have gathered the silver that was found in the house. This is what they were ordered to do and have given it into the hand of the house who do the work, who oversee the house of Yahweh. And Shaphan the scribe informed the sovereign, saying, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. And Shaphan read it before the sovereign. And it came to be when the sovereign heard the words of the book of the Torah, this is what they found, the Torah, that he tore his garments. And the sovereign commanded Hilkiah the priest, and Ahikam son of Shaphan, and Achbor son of Milkiah, and Shaphan the scribe, and Isaiah, a servant of the sovereign, saying, Go inquire of Yahweh for me, for the people and for all of Judah, concerning the words of this book that have been found. For great is the wrath of Yahuwah that is kindled against us, because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book to do according to all that is written concerning us. Okay, so, so that book right also, there was preserved, whether it be my man. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't it be an ignorant statement to think that the Catholic Church would be the only ones that would have had copies of the testament wouldn't okay i would say that it would be did the ethiopians not have they didn't have the aramaic text yeah so okay uh what about the all you guys decide who i respond to you guys you guys hit me with two very different things I, I'm happy to okay. respond to anyone. Just let me know who to respond to. Okay, you go to him first. My bad. Sorry, I'll email one, okay. bud. Yep. Okay. So, um, so, Torah. Can I can, can I call you Torah? Hmm? You can call me yep. Dustin. Oh, oh Torah uh, observant. Dustin. Yeah, he's observant. Yeah. I'll call you observant. Yeah. Okay, observant. Um. So I love the verse you read. But it fails to explain how new scripture comes into place and how it is canonized and how we today observe it. Because a, about about half of the Bible was written after what you just read and had to be canonized uh, and and become our Bible today. And so, because that happened, the Catholics automatically want to take credit for it so they can be held as some high and mighty authority over everybody else, or is there another particular well, reason well, why you, why it seems you really want this to be the case. That's all I'm getting at. Well, I would argue that someone has to have the authority from God to do that. Um. And, and personally, I would argue that the Catholic Church holds that authority, as does cool. as does the Orthodox Church. Uh, they hold that same authority. We sh- we share the same history until about the year twelve hundred. So that so those are the hold, groups. Mm-hmm. So you would say that they hold the authority today? Is that what you're saying? Um, yeah, I, I would I would argue that the authority given by God as evidence in the Bible exists uh, in the Catholic and the Orthodox Church. So me coming to... The Catholic and the Orthodox? Yeah. So you're yes. saying Catholic well, and Jews? No, no, no. Orthodox is in like Orthodox, uh, Eastern Orthodox, yeah. Western Orthodox, yeah, Byzantine, Coptine, those guys. Yeah. It's not like Orthodox. Like so what, Judaism, what about... 
I was gonna say, well, what about what about the Jews? They, like, are they just totally dismissed? Even though they're completely, the the oh, word Jew question. is definitely referenced in this book. Yeah, yeah, totally. They were a people that existed in that time, and were referenced in that time. Absolutely. So, are they dismissed now? So, are you saying, yeah, are they dismissed now? No, I think they had everything perfectly right up until about two thousand years ago, uh, and then the the people who still practice Judaism as a religion have missed out on the religious uh, revelation of God that is Jesus Christ. Ooh, here's a good question. What about messianics? Do they believe in Messiah? And they also hold to. If Chris is still in here, maybe he can help me out here. Um, they hold to a lot of practices of Judaism. Hmm. Um, I think that, and again, I, I I have one only one major encounter with like I don't I don't know what you want to call a messianic Jew. Like I feel like to me, you guys kind of fit in that group. Um, but. In my experience, what is a Messianic Jew, uh, you know, as as long as they are professing Jesus as Savior, um, like, the details are kind of secondary. They're probably, they, they are fine in matters of salvation. They're fine. You guys are fine in matters of salvation. I'm just here to argue minutia. So... Okay, well, so you are deeming what's, who has salvation at this point, then? Um, no, no, God argues salvation. That's not, I, I, I will argue the probable path to salvation. What's the probable path to salvation? Okay, No, repeat the question. I'm sorry. I thought someone was going to speak. Was the probable path to salvation, as you just said? Yep. So the most the the intended path, the path that God intended, is the path laid out through the sacraments and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, and that that was the intended path of God to salvation. The intended path. I heard every bit of that. I know. I don't know how you can hear that. Um, Dude, she was like way down the stairs, down far yonder, way over there. I don't understand. It's your your super headphones, bro. (laughs) It's your super headphones. They can pick up a lot, that's for sure. So, all right. So, as far as your, you know, coming (laughs) through... Coming through Yeshua to the Father, uh, that is salvation. I I I agree with that. But um, does that mean that? All right, so you guys follow the whole uh, uh, 
Um, you know, praying to Mary and saints and all that stuff. Does everybody else have to, or? Um, no, none of that is necessary to salvation. Okay, what about this? Mm-hmm. Is Jesus is Jesus is God, right? Yep. If I believe Jesus is not God, do I lose salvation? Nope. Okay. That's the first. Respect that. So what what like what's y'all's like do y'all just kinda like it's like whatever kinda like do whatever? Like I mean if I was someone that say has now found salvation in Messiah, what are you gonna tell me to do next? Um little confused about the question, but I would probably answer become the least of these. If okay, let me rephrase reframe my question. Huh? If I came if I came to you today and say me and you are sitting in the church together and I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, what are you going to tell me I should do next? Because then I'm going to ask, as a new believer, what do I do now? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I would say serve your neighbor. <laughs> say again? Say, uh, serve your neighbor. How do you do that? So you mean love your neighbor? Yeah, yep, okay. love them. How do we do that? Give food to the hungry, uh, visit the imprisoned, heal the sick. Which is uh, all Torah. I, okay. That's, that, that is, Torah. Yeah, it's all, I was going to say it's all Torah. That's what I would tell you to do. Okay, so then what end does the Torah not become valid? Uh, at the New Testament. Well, like, at what point do we <laughs> where, love your neighbor? What specific point? <laughs> yeah. At what point, yeah. loving your neighbor, does the Torah L- not matter? L- literally at the writing of the New Testament. <sighs> because who, who wrote it? Why were they allowed to write it? Why is that no, the inspired uh, word of God? It All right. Uh, for one, because the Father knows the end from the beginning, so if he had that designated plan for it to be so, then that is how it's going to be. Secondly, they didn't have New Testament when they were writing the New Testament. Therefore, everything that is in the New Testament goes right back to the Old Testament. So okay. for it to be thrown away, you have literally no context for the New Testament. Let me ask you this. <laughs> All right. If I, as a man, want to go sleep with my neighbor that's another man, I'm just loving my neighbor. Is that okay? Like, do you want me to point to the the twenty times in the New Testament that says it's not okay, or can we accept like, okay, so the New Testament clearly states that's not okay? Okay, now we're getting somewhere. So, and the New Testament. Now, what about if I decide I want to go sleep with my sister? What What if the New Testament says you don't have to believe in Jesus? doesn't say that it doesn't though but what if it did it's the new testament written by new people we're not where did they get the that's not that's not what we're doing here okay if i decide i want to sleep with my sister is that okay it doesn't say not to in the new testament so i guess it's okay 
So is 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 there anything not explicitly stated in the New Testament that we should not do? Sleep I'm with your asking, sister. I'm That's asking what he's you, saying. man to man. I'm a newcomer into the faith. Can I sleep with my sister? Can I murder <clears throat> my dog? No, no, no. Can you answer my question? I'm a new believer in the faith. Sir, can sure. I sleep with my sister? Sure. You cannot. Um, okay. Can because, you point me to the scripture in the New Testament that says this? Uh, no, not offhand. It's yeah. probably from the Old Testament. But can I murder my dog because he annoyed me? Can you point to anything? But you said everything. You said everything. Yeah. My point, point in case. And the story. In the New Testament? Like you're, you like literally. You said, no. You no, said I should not up. sleep. Hold on. Hold on, you, you literally said I should not sleep with my sister, right? Okay, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I don't want to sleep with my sister, okay? Um, okay. But the New Testament does Amen. not say this. But in the Old Testament, it does teach this, not to sleep with your sister. Um, quote from Chris. Um, I definitely stole this from Chris because he's used this in a long times. Um, <laughs> but I'm just saying, you have to show me in the New Testament, because this is in the Torah, Right, I agree with the Torah, and I'm not gonna sleep with my sister. Mm-hmm. But you just said to me that I could not. In the New Testament, it does not clarify this because I would argue that the New Testament is just quoting things from the Old Testament. So can I is. not? Amen. So can I not? Can I not? In terms of salvation, um, mustard oh, gas yes. my employer because he didn't give me a day off. Well, now you're killing your neighbor. Why would you do that? No, no, no. It's not going to kill him. Yeah. It's just mustard gas. Okay, you're it's hurting It's just going to ruin his lungs, right? Okay, so you hurt your neighbor. Does Which could really... potentially kill them. Yes. So, so now you're going so, to the store. You're hurting someone. But you, but you guys are arguing that something needs to explicitly be argued from the Torah. It literally says in the Torah not to sleep with your sister. But it... It literally says that, yes. And also, back to your murdering your dog, a righteous man regarded this beast. Exactly. That's Torah. <laughs> I, as, obviously, I change up the argument. Good point. <laughs> but but nothing, there's, there is, morality is confusing. No, it's not. It is. It's, it's in the not. Torah. It teaches, a, it teaches it to us. It's not confusing. He's taught us what morality is. That's what love, okay, so let's back it up. What mm-hmm. is love? Loving your neighbor is keeping God's commandments. It teaches you how to love your neighbor. It's the whole point. Oh, of it. oh, that was that was from the New Testament. Love Where'd your neighbor. Yes. Where'd oh, you get that though? Who wrote that? Who wrote that? Hey. Well, no, hold on a second. Um, it says in the Old Testament too. So <laughs> pull out your Bible and go to Leviticus nineteen eighteen. Thank my you. Friend. Thank you, because it Which says is in the Old Torah. Testament and in New Testament. It says the both places. Thank you. It's also written right here, because as he stated on these two commands, which means they were in the Old Testament. So Leviticus 19.18 says, Do not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the children of your people, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am Yahweh. Boom. He's quoting Old Testament. Yeah. That's all. He's quoting the Torah. 
That's what he did was quote the Torah and the prophets. The whole point That's of what is you, you every single saying, one of them. <laughs> you're you're making claims. That we started this conversation. You like one of the beginning things was we said, do we have to? Can we eat pork or can we not eat pork? Whatever. And you said that the Catholic Church says I don't have to. You have just now showing a false prophet according to Deuteronomy 13. He is now false by saying that you don't have to do those things no more. So I will not in return listen to a false prophet. I test everyone because I've been given this book to test you, right? And test every man that walks in front of me. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to test you. And now you've I'll told do... me that we don't have and... to do these things. So. And if anyone learns the truth and decides to walk contrary to the truth, should we go there? Because it's, it's plain as day. If you follow after somebody that is teaching contrary to the Father's laws, that in and of itself is a sin. Now, whether it is done uh, unintentionally, like you don't know that that's the thing, that's not exactly on you. That is where, again, a, a like the accidental sacrifices or whatever. Because there's never a sacrifice for intentional sin. That's the other thing. That, that right there proves the great. <laughs> too by the way um but so when you are given this truth which first of all it says in second timothy to study to show thyself approved therefore you should be reading the whole book and testing everybody you are learning from to this book not what their ideas are not what their theology is what this book says yeah that's it so let me ask you that. Where did your book come from? Well, hold on a second. God. Catholic Church has authority or doesn't have authority over if the scriptures got made right. Now that they've given you a book that you we read out of for you, mm -hmm. um, and you're giving yeah. me things that are not actually in your book that you claim that they have authority over. So it sounds to me that the book that they're holding – they're not even teaching correctly. No, no, I, I won't. Say, I'm not authority or no authority. I'm not a perfect theologian by any means, by any means. But if we <coughs> want to okay. read out of the same Neither book, we. we have to agree that the book has authority. So where does your book have authority? The the Listen, book has it, authority once again. Not why? a group of why. People. Who gave it? Who gave it? Why authority? not a group of people? No, right. Who gave them authority? First of all, but let's where prove let's, it let's in your back book. up a little bit. Let's let's okay okay let's back up a little bit okay because it also speaks of another instance where people were given authority and it was corrupted okay the book of Hebrews explicitly talks about how the Levitical priesthood became corrupted because of men. Okay? That is why you cannot give this authority to men. This is also why Yeshua had to come and be found to be perfect 
according to the Torah, according to Deuteronomy 13, to in order to be found worthy of becoming the high priest. Okay? Which, again, I find... I know that the Catholics have priests and high priests and popes and cardinals and all this stuff, but there is none who have authority over Yeshua. Do you agree that? Um, I agree, but, but I would preface it by saying that Jesus gave authority to the people he, he designed on earth to have that authority. Okay, so so he gave. I need to mediate through the Catholic Church now. Are no, you, you saying... for what? For do for I his plan? Yes. For do his I plan? Go... Yes, you do. <laughs> so what? I need to now. Now the Catholic Church what? mediates. So the Catholic Church now mediates on my behalf to the Son. Is this what you would say? Uh, try to rephrase it, and I'll let you know. If I so is the Catholic to... Church the mediator between the Father no, and Jesus, us? Like in Jesus, order for us it... to, I wouldn't say the Father is, is he the mediator between us and Jesus? Is the Catholic Church the mediator between us and Jesus? No. Okay, they have no authority. Why do we have to submit ourselves to the authority of the Catholic Church? Uh, do you, when you say have to, because the Catholic Church holds the sacraments that Jesus implemented, being baptism, the Eucharist, uh, the 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 ordering of unions, right? Like those are things Jesus did here on earth, and he gave authority to the Catholic Church through his ministry to continue to do, right? So he gave the church those things. Did and he, you, Can you show did me he co- Did he command you to take communion? Did he, though? Uh, I know he commanded us to keep Passover. He commanded us to... Because that's what the Father the commanded the us wine. to do. But did he okay. say okay. to do In communion? remembrance of him. Yeah. Or is that something so, that our religion came up with out of the Bible... Versus what the Bible just says. No, well, no, don't don't give me that because we'll get back into did religion give the Bible or did the Bible give religion? I I am gonna go there because there's only one doctrine, one side doctrine, one religion. I'm, I'm, where, did, where did your Bible come from? Your Bible came from the Catholic religion. Everything else no. you've made up. No, everything I no. made no. up. No, no, no. Everything we've been saying is exactly from the Bible, though. How is from so the Catholic Bible? Who, who, read from who the Catholic Bible? You, who gave you the Bible? Why two thousand years later do we have the who, Bible? Who gave me a Bible? Amazon. Amazon, nope. yeah, Amazon, the <laughs> flea market. Sorry, I had to. okay, bro. Um, I get it. That was funny. <laughs> no, that was funny. Come on, I had but, I had three. Come on, give me that one. Oh, you're you're a lit- comes through a history a history of of human mythos and religion right and there is no basis for christianity without the catholic church you need that well to, to uh, okay give validity so all, to your scripture we're, we're, we're first of all we're going to state that we're not christians and christians we believe that messiah is yeshua yeshua is our messiah we believe that we also hold to 
the Father's laws, as he has told us repeatedly, a myriad amount of times, forever throughout your generations. Forever throughout your generations. That means forever. Ecclesiastes 12.13 explicitly states that for every man is to follow the law. Anna, you good? But, yeah. I'll be right back. I I want I want to state one thing though. Uh, um, so it says it says what the endurance of the saints are, and saints aren't the, the dead people that you decide to be saints. The saints are the set apart ones, the kodeshim. That's. Did, did you want me to respond it's to that? Revelations. Or? Revelations fourteen twelve states this. Here is the endurance of the set-apart ones. Your text probably says saints. Here are those guarding the commands of Elohim. That's the commands of the Father. And a belief of Yeshua. That is all you need. And that's exactly what Messiah said. He didn't say, you have to submit to the authority of the Catholic Church because that's God's plan. Nowhere no, in this book does it say you have to submit to the authority hey, hey, of the Catholic hey. Church. That's not what I have ever said in our conversation, and I and I agree. You said in order you you said, and I quote, please, okay, that in order to be according to God's plan, you have to submit yourself to the authority of the Catholic Church. But that I never said, said. I agree. I did say that. I did. Uh, God's preferred plan to salvation which is our arrival in heaven, uh, does not ne- necessitate the Catholic Church. You can get into heaven without being Catholic. Absolutely. I think I think you good dudes. You guys are good dudes. I like you guys. And I think I will meet you in heaven one day. But I think some of your teachings um, are wrong. So is... All it's of not our teachings, teachings come from Scripture. That's the thing, brother. That's, I think they're not your our teachings. interpretations, just like Yeshua said. I think your interpretations are wrong. Wait a second. But Hold on. I do think I'll meet you in heaven. We we did okay. So did we interpret anything? Scripture. Did we interpret everything, or do we actually read the scripture to you? You have not read a verse to us yet. You you cannot. Right. You literally interpret everything <clears throat> you read. From anything. Everything no, it's... you have ever read is interpreted by your circumstance, by your experience. It's all interpreted. Scripture interprets itself, brother. You mean to tell you how I interpret things? Yeah, I was going to say. that's So the way I interpret things is if I read something and I read something else and they don't line up, I read it again. Yeah, I go back through right. until it makes sense what is stated and the other thing that is stated. Because first of all, Amos 3, 7, I am the Lord Yahweh Sabaoth. I change not. He doesn't change. So therefore, like if we're reading Paul, yeah, biblical hermeneutics. Law. That's that's exactly what it states. Scripture has to define scripture. If I have a definition that doesn't line up with Scripture, my definition is flawed. Therefore, I go back to the text and study it exactly 
as we're commanded to. So you studied <laughs> or, you, you know, we could argue interpreted? You're the only one that's interpreted anything tonight. You haven't interpreted <laughs> I back studied. Up so there's yeah, only not, one. We're not trying to. We're not. We're, we're literally just using scripture. There's only one way, if that's what you're saying. If you're saying there's only one, yes, there's only one way to in, interpret something. And there's only one religion. And it is stated in Genesis 18, 19, as well as Acts 24, 14. And that is the way. Hmm. Not a church. Amen, Chris. Law upon law, precept upon the precept. Here, the, here, there, here a little, here, there. Um, I can't speak right now. I'm going to shut up. Here a little, there a little. Here, there. <laughs> I was like, here, there, better there, over there. Back here, down, there, everywhere. There. <laughs> Old McDonald had a farm. Listen, man, we're just a couple country boys that read our Bible, and we love God. That's it, man. That's all we're trying to do here. We're not trying to do anything but love God for who he is and love our Messiah for who he is. That's it. That's all we're here to do. And that's all we want. And we're just trying to spread the good word with everyone else by reading the scripture for what it says and not using our interpretation or what man says. Hey, I love you guys. Good convo. I hope you understand that, like, when you read it, you have an interpretation. You have Can't. experiences and life that influences that decision. But we had a good, we had a good chat. How about I talk Can to you guys? I, um, can I read one more verse to you that I'm not going to interpret? I'm just going to read it to you. No, go ahead, man. Okay. And I would like to see your interpretation of it, since you have certain interpretations. Um, let me get there. Hold on. Bear with me. Ten pages. Should make the page just a little bit thicker. Just a little bit thicker. <laughs> right? There we go. Okay, so Matthew five seventeen. Don't assume that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For I assure you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or one stroke of the letter will pass from the law until all things are accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commands and teaches people to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches the commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. What would be your interpretation of that? I'm going to send it back one more time. You said read one more time? Yeah, send it one more time. Okay, yeah, sure. Okay, uh, Matthew five seventeen. And it's going all the way through to 20. Do, 
don't assume that I can to destroy the law or the prophets. As a matter of fact, can I give you my interpretation as I read it? Is that okay? Yep. All right. So here's my interpretation as I read it. Don't assume that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For I assure you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or one stroke of the letter will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one, breaks one of the least of these commands and teaches people to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And that's my interpretation. All right. Uh, okay, I want to go to bed. But let's do it. Uh, was, what was the interpretation of the Pharisees? What was it? Good. No, no, no. You quoted it. I'm asking you. I just wrote the scripture. So, what? What's your thoughts on it? Um, what the scripture says exactly what I hold to. Okay. Okay. Exactly by the scripture. What were the Pharisees doing that we should avoid? Um. Well, for one, there's multiple things they were doing. Uh. They were going around telling people they had to be circumcised in order to come into the faith, which has never been scripture. Um, okay. They were holding to doctrines of men over the man's law, over God's law. Okay. That's another thing. So there's some things that they were doing right there. Uh, we can go read the scriptures so, and, them and actually read what it says. They were being hyper legalistic. Um, no, they were not, they were Hyper being. What? what they were doing is they were adding to the Torah. Yeah. So when Jesus worked on a Sunday, okay, was, was he violating the law? Did 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 he work though? Oh, I mean, when yeah. he worked on a Sunday, no, he never violated the law because I mean, you can work on Sunday. Yeah. So when he did his carpenter work on Sunday. According, okay. according to who? According to the Pharisees, he was out of line. Um, so, know, all right, he, so in this, he, it's it's funny. It's funny you mention this because your church specifically states that if Protestants read their Bible, they would know that the Sabbath is on Saturday. But... If they keep a Sunday Sabbath, they are submitting themselves to the authority of the Catholic Church. And I will also add that that right there, that whole ideology is Pharisaic ideology. <laughs> okay, but, so, but we can back continue. To... Before you, before you get to that verse, what's your interpretation of the whole <laughs> matter of 17 through 20? What yeah. is your interpretation of it? Um, again, I was trying to check out. My interpretation is that 
neither of you have the authority to decide, to decide the gospel of God. Second Catholic that's told me this. Um, yeah. I am not an authority, <laughs> correct. But you're going to say that the Catholic Church has authority. Yeah, we argued that, and you dodged that, so. Okay, yeah, there we go. Okay, so can we go back to the scripture, what the scripture says? Let's go line upon line right here. I'm going to read 517. Do not assume that I came to destroy the law of the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. What's your interpretation of that? <clears throat> Look, guys, we had a good, what, hour? Absolutely. If I see you again, I'll bring it up again. We'll talk about it. Okay. Um, sure. Good time. Absolutely. I hope next time because you guys can answer more of my questions, uh, and we'll run it back. All right. Sure. Yeah, I feel like we are answering your questions the right. whole time, majority of the time. So, but much love, yeah, brother. God bless. God bless. Okay. Well, that was a long live. Yeah. That was, that was fun. Went a little bit lengthier than I intended, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. I think, um, I wish, I wish we could, uh, agree on like times. I know we both got off a little early today, but it'd be nice to be able to, you know, yeah, post like when we're going to be on so that we can get some more people. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we can, um... Paul, you're late! <laughs> the Trinity, go... No, Chris. Chris is like, let's let's hit the Trinity now. Oh. Like, why not? No, he, he was th- he was throwing up some stuff. And, and, and when you said rapture, like, I was I was right there. Like, okay, we, 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 we can go this route. <laughs> <laughs> rapture of God. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, I will respect him on this though. I said, "Do we have to believe Jesus is God?" I mean, Jesus is God of salvation. He said, "No." I said, "Okay, I can respect that." That's the first Catholic that's actually said to me and was respectful about that. So I can't say that. Yeah, flat Earth. Oh boy, just you. No, really flat Earth. It's biblical. It's biblical cosmology. Biblical cosmology. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I was dropping bombs. <laughs> Chances aren't zero. <laughs> Chances are not zero. Hey, you know what? I could have read from his. I could have read from his Catholic Bible that states yeah. that we're under a dome. Yes, he could have. Yes, he could have. Yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, on Saturdays, I know we can, or Sundays. I mean, not Sundays. I mean, always, I mean, I got lost. I mean, yeah, Sundays and Saturdays, there's times I know I can, like, give a definite time. Maybe Fridays. 
I work but, on no, Sundays. No. Yeah, that's right. You work on Sundays. But Fridays, I cannot because I have Bible study on Friday night. But Saturday during the day, I can actually see a time. But if I'm being honest, I don't really want to do this on Saturday during the day and have somebody come on there and ask me all these questions on that. I'd rather just rest because it's the Sabbath. So I would rather rest too. I agree with that. I like just sometimes after work, you know, we can get together and do this. I enjoy this. So. Well, we both prize, got started it? around 7. Yeah. That, that is, yeah, so it was about 7 o'clock, so. Yeah. Oh, we could try. We could try for the same time tomorrow. I don't know how early I'll be off, but if you work about the same time every day, we might be able to push for it. Yeah, I could try to do that. So, yeah, I'm with Miss Tammy. I'm about to uh, hit the bed too. Yeah, you know, eleven o'clock over here in North Carolina. So, so uh, it's ten o'clock here, and I gotta wake up. It's six, so yep. Yeah, I need to be up at five, so yeah, yeah. It's bedtime. But yeah, appreciate it. Um, it's a good conversation. Well, Hopefully, get to talk to that first absolutely. guy again for sure. Definitely get to the first, first guy. guy. I just. <laughs> so I'd, I'd rather go back to the first guy than the second guy. If I had to choose. <laughs> I feel like we were just spinning tires the whole time. It was just every and I, I will say it trying to... any Catholic person any uh Catholic person's on here right now. Every time I talk to someone in Catholicism, it's always about authority. So every single time. That's the issue with the religion. Yeah. That's the issue with religion. That's the same thing that we keep saying. That all religion does is they want to hold to authority. That's it. They don't, they lose the sight of what the father said because A, he has the authority and what the son says because he was given authority. Yep. So why are you as a man trying to, to capture all this authority to, to puff yourself up, you know, to be boastful in your flesh when the father has the ultimate authority? Yes. You know? Right. Shouldn't be an issue. I'm not going to, and it, it's no disrespect to anyone. Um, that's just where I stand. I'm I'm holding to the authority of the Messiah and the Father, and there is no other authority to me than that. It's from now because I didn't come to this truth by no man's religion. I came to this truth by literally my dad coming and talking to me about Scripture constantly, day and night, about things he found in the Word. And the word convicted me. And next thing you know, um, the father got a hold of me. And then from there on, yeah. I was on fire for the, the word. And I learned these things by just reading my Bible. Well, did I, Isaiah, prophesy. Yep. Amen, brother. So, just what I hold to. And I love everyone. Um and uh, I pray maybe that brother comes around and he starts to uh, hear what we're trying to say. Maybe he'll come back on and we can actually dive in the scripture next time. So, yeah. Amen. So, the chances aren't zero. 
I love it. It changed his name. He's seen that too. Yeah. <laughs> Chances <laughs> on a zero. Yes. That's funny. We should <laughs> all change his our name. name to like chances are something. Like I should be like chances are ten percent. You can change yours to chances are twenty percent. Latoya, chances are fifty <laughs> percent. Just have a whole bunch. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh uh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, I love y'all. Well, I'm heading out and um, enjoyed it. So, definitely love you nice guys. Love all y'all. Love you, brother. Thank you. We'll do this again. Okay. Sounds good. Talk to you tomorrow. Right. Shalom. All right, well. Shalom, shalom. Shalom. I'm getting off here, guys. Love you all. I'll probably talk to most of you guys sometime tonight, tomorrow, something. But love you all. Shalom. <laughs>